Blog Talk Radio. Summertime.
three claps, we're ready tonight. Three claps. Three claps. Three claps. 27 years ago, I sat in this locker room just like you guys on a knee getting ready to play a game. I walked down the locker room, it still smells the same. It takes you back real quick. One of the things that caught me was how fast 27 years goes by. There's so many people that live vicariously through you. I would give anything tonight to jump in one of these uniforms with you guys. Let's do something I never had an opportunity to do. My father never saw me play. You play for your father tonight. That feeling goes away. It goes away, and it doesn't come every Friday night. It comes when you get married. It comes when your child's born. So you get it. But you just don't get it every Friday night. You're going to miss that more than anything in the world. That's what I miss. And so you seniors that are focused on college, you're focused on your work after high school, what you're going to do next, you're focused on tomorrow, aren't you? You've got plenty of time for tomorrow. But these tonights, they're going by fast. You focus on tonight. This is about you guys. This is about the guys in this room that care about each other, that know there's only so many more of these nights left. It's about you. They're a faceless opponent. They just happen to draw the short straw tonight. Now get your asses ready to play. Win on three. One, two, three. I feel that you smell that fresh cut grass I'm back in my helmet, cleats and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle, listening to the call Fans going crazy for the ball Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman. and Eugene Benton taking your call at 323 
784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. All right, guys, it is uh, 6.10. We had a little bit of late start, but we are reshuffling, getting some things going. It's the first of the week, and there's so much going on. We're trying to uh, make sure we get all the bases covered. We're trying to get a ton of information out, uh, especially to uh, the football players. Uh, you know, and a lot of actually, you know, there are also baseball camps at these college campuses over the summer. And so we're trying to air traffic control, make sure we get out all the information, get out those dates and and how to register and everything else. So follow us if you're not following us on uh, Twitter, uh, at Southern Sports Central. Uh, so we'll tag them out. We'll post pictures. We'll post the graphics. See the dates and times, and a lot of times you got the cost and where you go to register and things like that. But uh, it's going to be a great show tonight. We actually have it li- uh, lined up with some big time. Uh, yes. <clears throat> We're starting out at 630. We have a new show coming online on Wednesday night, and that's going to be Charging the Mount with uh, – Tyson, he's a good buddy. He's actually coached in the played major leagues, coached in the major leagues. Uh, he's been a manager even locally here at the River Dogs. Currently, he's doing some things. Uh, you know, we're gonna follow some high school baseball. Uh, he may get back into coaching. We'll we'll see what happens uh, in the next couple of years with that. But uh, he'll be coming on on Wednesday nights from six to nine p.m. and uh, we'll be talking some baseball. He's gonna feature a lot of the uh, low country ballers and ballers from around the state. Uh, some of the travel teams, he's kind of in tune with all that stuff because he does work, uh, his paying job, so to speak, the big-time gig. He uh, works for big-time sports agent uh, in the world of baseball. He's uh, been in that for many, many years, but we'll let him discuss, kind of give his background when he joins us at 6.30. And at 7 o'clock, we're headed to Greenville High School. We're bringing in Prometheus Franklin. He's a big-time quarterback, uh, getting a ton of college interest. You know, he's a big frame guy. He can throw the ball a mile. He's got some zip on it. He's got long arms, very good motion, very good mechanics. Works with great quarterback uh, trainers up there. At uh, 7.30, we're bringing in Raheem Jeter, who's a rising junior quarterback up at Spartanburg High School, a member of the Viking squad. We had the offensive coordinator on. Now we get to speak to the quarterback, the man with uh, toting some offers uh, already and a bunch of big-time interest around the country. We did see him throw at the National Prep Showcase in, um, at Nations Ford High School. I know Jeff uh, at National Prep has posted some things on him. It, you know, this is a kid that's going to blow up. You know, we talked at nauseum about the quarterbacks in South Carolina. Kind of, you know, felt like maybe it wasn't such a solid position group over the past. Sure, there have been some quarterbacks here and there. This year in the state, you know, I, I would venture that we have at least 10, maybe more, that uh, have some next-level potential, and especially some big-time next-level potential. At 8, thir- at 8 o'clock, we're bringing in Val, uh, Valentina Mascara. She's an uh, Oceanside soccer player. Uh, she is a scoring machine. I was talking to her coach earlier today, trying to get some of the stats and talk to Val herself. Uh, we won't give all the details, but uh, we're pretty excited. We, uh, you know, It's been a while since we brought in some of the spring athletes. Now they're Seasons are kind of starting to wind down as far as the regular season, getting ready for playoffs, finishing up some of the region play. Um, they do have a big-time game tomorrow night, so we'll talk to Val and catch up with her um, and, and see what's going on in her season, uh, talk a little bit about where she's looking at going to the next level and things like that. 
at 8.30. We're heading back to York County. We spent some time there last week. Uh, this time we're on the campus of Northwestern High School and bringing in a big-time kicker, Kanoa Vinesett. He also plays soccer. So we'll talk a little spring sports with uh, Kanoa as well. I've gotten to know him a little bit, seen him on the national kicking circuit. Uh, he's a trainer, or he, excuse me, he trains with Dan Orner, a uh, guy we had on Thursday night. Um, and, and I tell you, if you haven't seen it, go look at his film. He drilled a 53-yard field goal in a game this year. That was a sight to be seen. It was a heck of a shot. Uh, he certainly got a big-time leg. Uh, we were looking at some kickoff stuff. He averages a touchback, at, you know, at 60-plus yards on each kickoff. So it will be pretty interesting to get him in here. We've talked to some other kickers in the past. Uh, you know, he's kind of – uh, when I met him in person, he's kind of a quiet dude. So we'll see if he uh, opens up for us on the show. I talked to him, and, and his dad got to know him a little bit, kind of personal off the air, and we're definitely excited to have him in here. But uh, with that, we'll uh, head to a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do some uh, getting ready for the for the guests to come in here. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the NFL. I know some things are, are kind of getting ready for the NFL combine. So we have um, a lot of the pro days are winding down. We kind of there's – a lot of talk going on with the quarterback situation. Who goes, you know, I guess the consensus right now is that uh, number one is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Who goes two, three, four, or five? I know that Mac Jones had some talks. You know, the quarterback there from North Dakota State had his pro day earlier. He was throwing some nice and made some nice throws. Uh, obviously, you got Justin Fields there with uh, Ohio State will be in the talk as well. And the young man at BYU that a lot of people got to see if you were able to Tune into that game when they came all the way over to play Coastal Carolina. But right now, we'll go to a quick break. And when we come back, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll reset and get ready for the guests starting at 630. And then uh, we'll just kind of keep this house rolling. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. Couch, blowing up my phone. You don't want to come out, but you don't want to be alone. It don't take but two to have a little soiree. If you're in the mood, sit tight right where you are, babe. Cause I'll be at your door in ten minutes. Whatever you got on, girl, stay in it. You ain't got to leave the house to have a good time. I'm going to bring the good time home to you. We'll have a Shirt. Oh, 
your door in 10 minutes Whatever you got on, baby, stay in it You ain't gotta leave the house to have a good time I'ma bring a good time home to you We'll have a house party We don't need nobody Turn your TV off Break that boombox out We'll wake up all the neighbors Till the whole block hates us And the cops show up and Try to shut us down If you're gonna be a homebody And now, back to Southern Sports Central with Richie Altman and Eugene Benton taking your calls at 323-784-9681. All right, folks, it's Eugene Benton. We are back on the show. Uh, We're hoping our hostess can join us. He's feeling a little bit under the weather today. It's very hard to get on the radio and talk when – they're having some congestion and uh, sore throat issues. You know, the big guy's been out. He tried. He went to work today. He's trying to plow through it. So we told him, you know, kind of get 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 a steam uh, shower there, kind of get the throat secure, and we'll see if he can join us. I know he's trying to battle through it, but uh, we're hoping uh, Richie can join us soon. But in the meantime, we'll cover a couple of the headlines in sports. We saw that uh, quarterback uh, Joe Milton, a big guy. When I say big, this was a very big quarterback. He came out of the Central Florida area out of Orlando. I believe it was uh, Philip Doctor uh, High School. He's been at Michigan. Uh, he has now exited Michigan for Tennessee. So that's going to be an interesting situation. We've seen about three quarterbacks exit stage left from Tennessee over the past few months. Um, so Tennessee, I guess, is going to build the roster uh, possibly through the transfer portal like many, many other teams. Um, Big-time star in basketball. Uh, Suggs has declared that he's going to enter the NBA draft, and he's going to come out of, come out, and uh, no more basketball for him. He's going to go get the big paycheck. But uh, talking the draft, uh, it's always a talk, who goes one, who goes two. This year I don't think there's much speculation about who goes one. Uh, we think it's pretty much locked up that uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to go in that one spot there to Jacksonville. You know, there, there's really not a whole lot of knocks on him. Uh, you know, when you look at his body of work, uh, coming out from high school, he was much like that player that was uh, already looked at, kind of being already evaluated. Scouts were keeping their eyes on him. And he's really never let it down. I mean, his bad game would have been a, a, a pretty decent game for most quarterbacks. You know, and his great games made it look like, you know, this is definitely our guy. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Alex Smith, he had a gruesome leg injury. He did come back to try to play. He announces his retirement today. That's another quarterback that's been in the league for a while. Uh, speaking of Alex, you know, that quarterback uh, coach and the head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, he was uh, the quarterback for Urban Meyer back at Utah. And I remember when the Sugar Bowl, when they just laid it to Alabama. And uh, Urban Meyer has always said he's had some good success against uh, Nick Saban. But uh, his former quarterback, Alex Smith, said he's going to hang it up. Um, some legal issues still going on there for uh, Watson. His attorneys did file uh their answer to the complaints today, alleging that a lot of stuff was just basically made up and false, and and some of the stuff just wasn't substantiated by any proof. Uh, so we'll definitely see where that goes. But uh, you know, if we look at some of the top prospects, we'll go back to the draft and kind of talk about something positive here. If we look at these some of these top prospects, you know, no one really has anyone else. I was looking, you know, through uh, aside from Trevor Lawrence, you know, you go to the Mel Kiper, who seems to be one of those guru guys, and he actually has Justin Fields at number two. Uh, I'm not sure if any, you know if everybody agrees with that, 
I kind of think so. I think he offers that big body. He's not a a six foot zero kind of guy that can run around. You know, I think he's. I, in my opinion, I think he's a better quarterback. I think he's a better polished passer. Uh, you know, than some of the past quarterbacks. Certainly, I, in my opinion, Kyler Murray coming out of Oklahoma. Uh, I think it's been a different system. He's played in some bigger time games and had some bigger success uh, than Kyler did there at Oklahoma. So, uh, I, you know, I don't have a problem with him going. Um, you know, number two overall. Uh, talking a little baseball, you know, we, we, when you talk baseball, and well, actually, you know, it's kind of interesting that uh, Tory Tyson is going to join us uh, in starting a show. He was a member of the Yankees organization. The Yankees, I tell you, they are off to a bad, bad start. Uh, you know, 15 games in and being at 5-10 and 10 is probably not necessarily someone that they're used to. I can't remember the last time they really had a, a, a losing season. It's been a while. Uh, that I'm, I'm aware of. I remember back when they started getting the ball rolling when Brian Cashman uh, came out of college and started joining and joined that staff and worked his way up. A uh, former boss of mine was actually his roommate in college at Catholic University there in D.C. Said he's always been that kind of quiet guy, that hard-charging, very business-like, very strategic. Uh, so he, and then he left the Yankees and was managing for the Cubs, actually led them to a World Series, first time in – and 108 years, and now he's back with the Yankees doing his things. But uh, first 15 games, as Brian Cashman says, it's 15 games he'd like to forget. Now, who knows what they're going to do to turn it around, but right now they are American League worst at 5-10. and 10. It's the uh, eighth time in franchise history that they've lost 10 of their first 15 games. And usually when that happens with an organization like the Yankees, uh, you know, players don't, don't hang around. They, they don't get retained. Uh, coaches don't get retained. And there's always some big-time shakeups there in the office. Uh, some of the Division One FCS teams, you know, like our locally with Citadel, Charleston Southern, completed their seasons this weekend. Charleston Southern got a win over Gardner-Webb. Citadel went on the road, lost to VMI. It's been weird having spring football, uh, you know, at that level. Um, you know, I guess, you know, at this time of year, you kind of used to maybe some uh, spring evaluations, uh, some seven-on-seven seven stuff, but certainly not at the collegiate level. Um, so those guys, you know, we've, we've, we've heard from some of those coaches, man. It was a struggle. They were just – they practiced in the fall just like normal. They didn't have games. They took a break at Christmas. They came back, practiced, went into the season, and now they have a short break and they're back at it in the preseason – you know, in the summer workout. So I, I, for any level of football, I think this has been the hardest because they've had football year-round this year. It's been a challenge. I'm not really – I don't necessarily agree with it. I wish they had played in the fall like normal. I think they could have done it. Um, but it's neither here nor there. It's in the past. But, uh, you know, it, it, I think that the, the stage was set. And some people had suspected, well, maybe it works. And maybe we'll just have spring football going forward. I think what we've learned is uh, football's in the fall. We have our spring sports. Uh, much like you know, I, I've talked to a lot of the, the coaches and players in North Carolina and even Virginia, uh, they're not real wild about playing in the spring either, especially having to, to finish up the season and get ready for summer and, and for the fall of 2021. Uh, it was an experiment. It was a response. Uh, I think the response to the response was, let's try not to ever have to do this again. So, We'll see. You know, I think we're getting a lot of the uh, the vaccinations are going around. I read a statistic today that 25% of America has been vaccinated. I know myself. I got my second round last Thursday. So, uh, you know, we'll see where it's going. We've seen a lot of colleges already say that they're going full house in the fall. That'll be exciting. It's just, 
that atmosphere of college to me is like no other. When you're in a stadium that has 70, 80,000, 90,000, 100,000 people uh, cheering for your alma mater or a team that you've grown up following, maybe because, you know, your, your parents followed that team or grandparents, there's just nothing like it. It gets the juices flowing. You know, you kind of live and buy, die by that team. A lot of people in the north, kind of similar to the pro franchises, actually. But especially down here in the footprint of Southern Sports Central, the college teams, they're just it just means so much. We, you know, you can still relate to the players. They're a couple of years removed from that high school gridiron, you know, that, that, that grassy field and the small uprights, 5,000 people in the stands. So you kind of, I guess you still have that arm's length connection to them. You're cheering for them. You're kind of hoping you see that twinkle in the eye, that kind of, you know, stardom that, you know, maybe my guy's going to be the next big thing in the NFL. So it's very exciting to, um, to watch college football. We're big college football fans here. You know, we talk about it a lot. We love it. You know, and that's part of the reason why we promote these high school athletes. Part of it is to get them to that next level, and not necessarily just football, but baseball, soccer, golf. Uh, now we have rugby. Now we have lacrosse. You know, we have tennis. We have swimming. We have basketball. We have softball. And there's, that's what you want to see. You want to see these kids reach that next level because, you know, the, the stage is bigger. Uh, you know, the equipment's better, the weight rooms are bigger, the jerseys just mean so much. And, oh, by the way, they're getting a great education and, and kind of making that final transition into adulthood. So it's just so exciting to know that there's so many campuses and so many stadiums going to be full in the fall, uh, and we're excited to get back to it. But it's 629, so we're going to head a quick break at 630. We're bringing in Corey Tyson and the new show, Charging the Mound, starting Wednesday night. Stay tuned, guys. seriously still be thinking of playing. <laughs> Admit it, this season was a total wash. You're wasting your time. You should have canceled with us when you had the chance. We have to try. <laughs> oh yeah, even if you make it all the way through, it won't be a real championship. It'll be the biggest asterisk this sport's ever You're seen. You're not even going to be in the championship game, so I don't even know why you care. I can't talk to you when you're like this. Good luck. Great, it's Nebraska. Need to chill out. Too late to call shotgun. I think it might be best if I go alone. We have Trevor Lawrence and the best team in the nation. Uh, Joe Burrow is still picking bits of Clemson out of his cleats today. And Alabama is still reeling a year later after the worst loss in Nick Saban's coaching well, career. The entire ACC Coastal Division uh, still sucks. You need us, and we need you. Get in. Ready? Ready. Oh, great. Where y'all headed? To a blowout playoff semifinal loss. You in? We're headed to the 2020 football season. I'm in. No matter what happens, we do this together. Together. Well, I have to ask Texas first, but assuming that goes well, then, yeah, together. (laughs) 
Now, for the utmost reports on sports of all sorts, let's join Richie Altman and Eugene Benton on Southern Sports Central. All right, folks, we're back. We're uh, at the 6.30 mark. Uh, we're waiting on uh, Coach Sori. He's going to be joining us here in just a second, and he said he'll join us in about four minutes. So until then, we'll talk a little baseball. I'll tell you, the baseball in the low country, we had Dave Shelton on last week, and, uh, you know, there's some teams that are still rolling right along. Uh, James Allen's already hit us up today, and uh, they have uh, a big game tonight. They should be closing out their region, getting ready for the playoffs, you know, as uh, – Dave said, you know, the playoffs are going to come through James Allen. They are a stacked squad. I think it was a good move for them, you know, that while James Allen's a pretty big area, it's a charter school, they don't quite have the population uh, in the past. I remember playing them back in high school, back when, you know, the biggest matchups were the 4A schools and the Sweet 16s and things like that. Uh, baseball's kind of always been a hot sport there at James Allen. They've had some good football as well. But, uh, I, you know, it's exciting to see those guys, you know, put together this season. And, uh, you know, they, you know they're at state championship on mine. There are some great teams up in uh, the PD area and, and like, uh, you know, the Columbia area and things like that. Not really sure, you know, about some of the teams up in uh, 4A up in that upstate area. Well, we definitely know in the Midlands, in the PD, in that kind of Myrtle Beach area, uh, there's going to be some good squads. You know, baseball's a funny sport you can lose on any night. You know, one of the best programs in the state over at Somerville High School, you know, they came out state championship or bust. And, uh, you know, they've had a great season. They won some two big-time tournaments. And then they've had, a, you know, a loss here or there. And that one-to-nothing loss to King Bay in that pitcher's duel, you know, they've had, you know, the, the bats are there. They have a lot of talent, a lot of big-time Division One talent, Power Five talent going to play baseball at the next level, maybe even some guys going in the draft. And so, uh, you know, they have the talent. And uh, they have the wins, but, you know, baseball's a funny thing. Sometimes it can come to the balls and strikes. Maybe it's uh, the the other person behind the plate calling those uh, pitches that can kind of determine an outcome of a game. You know, we know the errors happen, and, and balls kind of find their way through the hole. So uh, we're definitely keeping an eye on them. We talked about Pinewood. Those guys are keep rolling. Bishop England's rolling. Uh, Berkeley is over there rolling, getting ready for the playoffs, and running at the state championship. Boy, that's going to be a matchup if they get paired up you know, maybe in a lower state championship or something like that with Somerville, kind of a low country battle royale. Of course, you got, you know, they mentioned Soxby. Uh, Carolina Force has had some good baseball up in the um, Grand Strand area. You know, we'll have some teams. I think Blythewood's got a good 5A team there in Columbia. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some good, you know, kind of we'll, we'll see who pops out of that upstate region as well. Um, and then, of course, you know, we talked about three. You got Bishop England and Oceanside. Now, Bishop England's one – some of those matchups, Oceanside's won some matchups in the higher seat you know, or higher uh, uh, ranked or, or seeding teams in the 4A and 5A this year. We'll see if they can put it together come playoffs. They have a lot of talent. Uh, from my understanding, a lot of those talents so over there are sophomores and some juniors. Uh, that was a loaded squad last year, unfortunately, that uh, didn't get to finish up the season the year before. They were in the state championship. They were looking at a run to go win it all last year kind of got things rolling when we shut it all down. But uh, it's going to be interesting come baseball. And, you know, Torrey is kind of the guy that knows a lot of these players. He sees them in the travel ball uh, arena. You know, he can kind of tell you, you know, this guy is also projecting 
um, you know, to go to the next level. A lot of the guys he's worked with or, or scouted have gone to the next level. I know he's friends with a lot of the college coaches as well uh, from his days. And, I, you know, I told him the other day, I said, man, you know, you're kind of like the guru when it comes to recruiting because of what you're, you know, what you do for a living and your expertise. I'm sure a lot of uh, college coaches certainly reach out to you for your opinion on guys and your evaluation. Baseball is just it's probably very hard to cover, uh, especially at the high school level. Uh, so we'll definitely see what goes on, you know, with the, uh, in the travel ball leagues as well. That might be a little bit easier for those college coaches to kind of scout just because it's kind of like that uh, camp where we had all those out there at York, uh, excuse me, Nations Fort High School in York County where the schools can see, although they couldn't be there, but you can kind of see that top-end talent all kind of gathered and huddled up in one place. Kind of makes it the budgetary uh, – uh, folks a lot happier when you can make one trip on the expense account and check out a lot of good players. But uh, we're definitely excited about adding that show in. We've got a show coming in on Sundays. We're going to talk about some of the younger bucks around the state playing playing uh, football uh, in the youth leagues and things like that. I know we've had the youth league guys on, uh, and that league is growing. You know, last year started out, we had some teams from around the state. We had, you know, some teams here in the low country, some in the upstate we had them all the way from uh, the low country down around Ridgeland all the way up to um, the update with Southside Christian. But with further ado, I see we do have Tori on the line. So uh, we are going to bring the big man in in style for the first time and introduce his show and introduce him. We're going to bring him in right now. Tori Tyson, folks. Woo! Quite the introduction there. That's a little. That's a little too big for for someone of my stature. <laughs> well, I tell you what. You know, we, we've done the previews uh, of the show coming up on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, we put some things out on social media. Uh, but you know, for those guys, folks that are tuning in, kind of gearing up, uh, wanting to know a little bit more about the show, we'll let you give you background, and uh, you can kind of introduce us into uh, you know the world of Tory. We've had you on the show in the past, but. You know, for any of the new listeners, we'll kind of let let you kind of give you background and uh, what brought you, you know, into the world of baseball and what's going on now with you. Well, I, I guess um, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I, I'm uh, technically uh, a major league uh, agent. Uh, I work for Scott Boris, the number one agent in the world, and uh, and do special assignments for him and uh, go around the minor leagues and the major leagues and just kind of evaluate guys and and see who the next, you know, up and coming superstar is. And, um, so that's kind of where I, what I'm doing right now. And, um, you know, I've had, I've been very blessed to, 
they shut down the minor league season last year, so I didn't really have much to do. And looking forward to getting back uh, into the swing of things and getting back to the baseball stadiums. And it looks like we might have a somewhat normal year. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to doing. And, you know, I, I know you you guys hit me up and uh, talking about starting a show and, We'll see what it. We'll see what comes of it. I, I think um, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens Wednesday night. But I think I'll be there. Uh, I, I know my 16-year-old son's definitely afraid of what I might say because uh, you know sometimes the filter in my brain doesn't really help my mouth. And um, so uh, just just looking to talk baseball and and maybe uh, answer some questions from you know some some parents out there with kids playing and. Um, just trying to, I, I guess what I've thought about is just trying to provide a, another perspective uh, to them because I've, I've kind of done it all. I've been the player, um, so I've been there, and um, I've been the coach. I've been there. I've been the manager. Uh, I've been the coordinator. I've been, uh, and now I'm the parent. So I've kind of been through it all, and um, and so I'm I'm excited you guys gave me a chance to, to do this because I feel like I do it every every night at our uh, varsity baseball games because I got at least two or three sets of parents ticked off every night talking to me about the coaches and, and uh, you know, how their kids uh, not getting a fair shake. And a lot of times they're, I, I would be in agreement with them, but sometimes I'm not. And, you know, so hopefully this will give me a little uh, chance to field some questions to, to back up some coaches and, and also bury some coaches that I don't feel are doing the, the right thing, the best thing for the kids. And, um, you know, so we'll see where it goes. Now, you played college ball. You mentioned that. So uh, talk to us about your playing career. I understand you played, uh, obviously, high school level, college level, and then the pros. Correct. Yeah, so I've got about, you know, I've got the high school. Uh, I've got, I, I went to University of Missouri for four years and um, ended up playing with the Red Sox for two, um, independent ball for uh, the end of my second year in pro ball. Uh, the Yankees picked me up after that. I played uh, three or four more years with them in the minor leagues and then um, became a catcher, which began the demise of my body. And, uh, and then um, after catching a few months, uh, tore, tore my leg apart and ended up getting an opportunity to start coaching for the Yankees at a young age. And so I ended up coaching with them for about 10 years uh, before I went over to the Orioles for a couple years as well. Um, and uh, so then I took this job with Scott about seven years ago. So it's kind of the story of my life, uh, you know, high school baseball. I think I've, I've pretty much got perspective for each level as a player, coach, and parent. Yeah, and we also saw you, you know, saw some pictures there of you on the web. You mo- managed uh, the team here in the Low Country there at the River Dogs as well. Was that part of the Yankees organization when you were doing that? Yeah, so I was there um, 05 through 09, uh, first year and a half as a coach, and then the last three and a half uh, as a manager. And uh, and uh, the most fun I've ever had in baseball. Uh, unbelievable atmosphere. Uh, they do it so well in Charleston. And um, I really didn't know how good I had it until I went elsewhere. Um, it's 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 quite a atmosphere down there. If anybody hasn't hasn't been there and they're baseball fans and need a fix, that's I highly suggest going down to the Joe and and catching a couple games this summer. Yeah, we're definitely excited to see that they're going to have those games this summer, man. Last year it was just kind of this void in the Low Country, man. It just you know your thirsty Thursdays, your Friday night fireworks, your 
Sunday afternoons at the Joe, your Saturday night fun. It was, you know, it could be date night. It could be party night. You know, it was nights to – one of the things I always love is when the little league teams get to go out there and they get to, you know, they see the little t-ballers run on the field and they barely come up to the knee of some of the players. And but they're just so excited, man, to get out there and run out there on the mound and on the field. And it's a really cool experience just for the kids, I would say. Yes, without a doubt. And you know, for just baseball fans in general, it's 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 just something to do. So much more cost effective than than a major league game having to take out a loan to go to a, to go to a major league game. And, um, so yeah, I, I would say, uh, we're looking forward to getting back in there. And I think, I don't think it'll be an issue. I think, I think everyone's pretty well aware of the situation, you know, with COVID. And I think, um, I'd be shocked if people can't responsibly, uh, get back into that stadium this year and, and, uh, get back to some sort of normal. Yeah, I agree, man. No. Now, you check out a lot of baseball. You know, your son plays on a high school team here in the low country that, you know, we talked about on the show. We talked about with Dave Shelton a good bit. They're doing well. Uh, maybe not exactly the perfect season. I know they've tripped up there in, in the region with uh, region foe uh, Bishop England right down the road. But, uh, you know, overall they've had a pretty good season. They've had some good wins over some uh, higher, I, I don't want to say ranked, but, you know, in the 4A uh, area as well. Uh, you know, and, and I, I think that might bode well for experience when it comes to the playoffs. Um, what are they looking like over at the Lane Sharks when it comes uh, finishing up the rest of the season and heading to the playoffs? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more excited about that team over there for my son. That sophomore class is just uh, – I don't, I don't think there's – well, I've, I've been told uh, Brooklyn Casey uh, might give us a run for their soft, with their sophomore class up in the upstate, but uh, – I know uh, for the next couple of years, we're going to be the team to beat for sure. Uh, and uh, in the low country. And I think, uh, you know, yeah, I, like I told my wife uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were walking out the door to, to go play BE, she said, Oh, you guys are, uh, you guys are win. You're a much better team. And I said, well, you're right. We are a much better team. But uh, I told her that night, I said, you know what? Great p- pitching beats great hitting every time. And um, that's what they did. They got that senior uh, Hollister, who, you know, just I, from what I've heard, pitched the, the night of his season so far, and he did real well. We lost, lost a heartbreaker that first game. And then uh, we got lightning out in the fifth inning uh, where Danny Brooks, uh, you know, who's a projected who knows what, first through third rounder, uh, you know, from BE. And, and the, the only way to beat, beat them when Danny's pitching is for Danny to have an off night and beat himself. So, um, that that's going to be a tough tough duty. We're hoping we run into them again in the playoffs. And you know, quite honestly, all the kids want another crack at Danny. But uh, I know a little bit more baseball than they do, so I'd rather just have them. Uh, I'd rather have them lo- use Danny uh, before they play us again, and, and I'd rather catch somebody else on the mound that day. Well, it's actually pretty strong words coming from a guy with your stature and experience. You know that. For, for Danny's parents who may be listening in or, or someone getting the word to them. Um, uh, so talk to us a little bit about some of the other uh, kids because I know not only on, on the squad where your son plays, but there are a bunch of the other kids from around the state and around the low country, especially that play on some of the travel teams, you know, with those guys. Um, you're friends with a lot of the high school coaches, uh, or I should say, you know, your acquaintances with some of them around the low country. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so right. give us a little breakdown of some of the other squads that you see as good you know one of the teams that mentioned that you mentioned to, or you didn't mention but you brought up you know that anybody could lose man 
no one would have thought Somerville would have lost to Kane Bay in that 1-0 game. But, you know, that Kane Bay pitcher, he had the game of his life uh, with scouts in attendance. So that bodes well for him uh, to have that night on on that stage. But, uh, you know, and I had mentioned earlier, anybody can lose at any time in baseball. That's the great thing about it. And, uh, you know, it's fun. You know, some of the greatest teams in Major League history have totaled 50 losses in a season. So, um, you know, talk to us a little bit about some of the other uh, – low country, their athletes and coaches, teams that kind of caught your eye this season? Well, yeah, um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, I'm going to be cramming in some uh, some last-minute knowledge here before the the show on Wednesday because I've always been pretty pretty uh, self-absorbed with just my son and his team. And um, so, so, you know, getting out there, obviously, you know, Somerville's got the reputation around town. I mean, heck, they have people moving into their school district just for the baseball team. So, um, you know, I, I haven't seen them yet. I know several of their players and, um, you know, they've got some, they've got some young guys, uh, you know, PJ Morlando that, uh, has already committed to, he's a ninth grader who's already committed to Mississippi state, one of the top five, you know, programs in the, in the nation right now. And, um, you know, they've got several guys that I know, uh, my son's played with on some of these nationally, you know, touted, uh, summer league teams. Uh, he plays for the Canes and, uh, so they've got they've got quite a few guys over there, um, you know. Then I know that um, you know over at Wando, I'm not I'm not sure I, we're not allowed to watch some of these CCSD games because uh, they're only allowing parents only. So it's been frustrating that I haven't been able to see some of my friends' kids play this year. But but man, when they've got you know over at Wando, they've got a righty and a lefty that should just dominate. Um, and I know they have here you know off and on, um, but they've got you know Marshall Whitmer, the lefty that's. 88 to 89, um, who's who's just popped out of nowhere in the last six, seven months. Um, and then they've got, you know, Reed Garris, who's, you know, 90, 91, and uh, with just a hard, hard, hard slider. Uh, so that's that's going to be a tough team, too, uh, a team that, you know, their record may not show much. But that's, that's one of those examples where when one of those pitchers uh, run up against you in the playoffs, you do not want to face those guys. So, um, you know, that's another – another team to keep an eye on just because of the pitching. Cause that, you know, when it comes down to it, that's, that's what wins games. And, and we've got some great ones at Oceanside too. Um, we're still trying to just feel things out and see who fits where. Um, but we've got two stud lefties um, that uh, coach Stutes over at Oceanside goes to a lot. We've also got, um, you know, we've got a senior that lefty that uh, Scott Templeton, that's uh, you know, just, uh, got electric stuff, um, just doesn't pitch very much. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, Caleb Costa, a junior that's 87 to 90. Uh, so, and then we've got just a, a curveball machine, uh, Marcus Deusterhouse over there as a junior. So, we, you know, again, we're, we're not going to be short on pitching there either. Um, and, and that's what it all comes down to these last couple of weeks. Who's got the best pitchers? And obviously BE's the team to beat in the low country. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately we're stuck with that being in three, a we're stuck with that duty. It looks like we're going to have to run through them, uh, going into it. But I, I know, um, I'm looking forward to getting to know more of the, the teams around here with the show that you're kind of forcing me to do some homework on. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I, and I like the way you, you switched friends over these high school coaches to acquaintances, um, I, man, I, I, I swear to you, I've got the best intentions. I always want to do what's best for the kids. I don't even care if they're not at, you know, my son's school. And, uh, <laughs> but I guess it's rubbed some of the coaches the wrong way. And, uh, so 
I definitely have gotten to know some of them and good or bad. And, uh, and, uh, so hopefully we can have some of them chime in on the show starting on Wednesdays. I'll tell you, there's a, there's a interesting thing that came up. Uh, we were talking to one of the high school coaches the other day, uh, who's on the, uh, high school coaches committee, uh, association committee. Um, and what this high school coach is, he's out of York high school, Dr. Doyle, and he is a head coach. He's been a head coach in the state of South Carolina for about 20 something years. Uh, they are pushing, and I'm not sure if it'll affect baseball. It may, if 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 I interpret what he was saying correctly, is that they're going to do straight line recruiting, and it's coming from Texas, and that is that all recruiting on the high for, for high school athletes will have to come through the high school program and the high school athletic director or coaches. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to affect baseball, but you know, as, as we've seen. You know, especially for the last, I'd say, 10 years or, or maybe even longer, uh, that a lot of the high school recruiting or, or those high school athletes come from a, some of the, like, elite travel squads, like you mentioned. Uh, do you foresee in that affecting things? Or, or, you know, if it comes to a straight-line recruiting as a rule in the state of South Carolina, uh, do you see that affecting the travel ball squads? Uh, there, You know, to be honest, this is the first I'm hearing of this. I'll have to – Check into it more, but it'll never work in baseball. There's no chance, no no way, no how. Um, these these high school coaches, in in the, I'll kind of give them a compliment and then a backhanded compliment. You know, they what they do is not fun. I mean, they they've got a lot to do and they don't make a lot of money, so their time is um, you know pretty precious. And I appreciate the effort they all put out. On the flip side, they they put out zero effort. Uh, I haven't I haven't. Uh, sorry if I'm forgetting someone. I haven't heard of a high school coach that has helped their kids get into college, which is, you know, the frustrating part for me. So I'm taking care of that on the ocean side into this and making sure the coaches I know in college uh, hear about the kids that, that they should go see. Um, but I haven't heard a single thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb and say it's going to be a massive failure because I haven't met any uh, athletic directors that have the time or the willingness to do that. And I've certainly, uh, I certainly, when you're paying a coach $10,000 to coach a team, I, I don't know that I'd trust that coach to, to spend, you know, his, his free hours calling uh, and talking to other colleges and coaches. And, and, and quite frankly, there's just so much money in travel ball in the summer, and there's so many unbelievable connections. And these coaches – um, from these colleges, they don't want to. They don't want to come watch high school baseball. They, if they come and watch high school baseball, a, if a big school comes and watches, they're looking at one guy in the game. They'd rather go to the travel ball tournament and you know get a hotel room for the night and see you know a hundred guys that they could possibly be interested in instead of just one. So um, it'll never work. Um, I'm I'm glad to hear they're trying something. It won't work. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, this is one of those things I, I hope uh, to bring a little bit of um, perspective to, to the high school, you know, South Carolina High School League, uh, whether it's about their stupid rules that they have, uh, trying to – like none of these things are good for the kids. And so it, hopefully we can shed some light on some situations and, and maybe even change some minds with, by educating them and, on how things really work. And because it seems like they're a little bit disconnected and don't really know how it is. And, and each sport's different. I mean, that's the tough part is, um, you know, football players get, they get recruited out of high school. Baseball players, nobody does. 
Um, I know basketballs along the same line where very, very few care about their high school basketball season. It all comes down to that travel ball uh, program, who you play for, who sees you and all that. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, but we're definitely, there's definitely no clear cut, easy way to do this. And, um, we'll see what, we'll see what comes of that though. Well, real quick, before we let you go, uh, you know, when you're sitting at the baseball game with your experience and as, you know, sitting on the field or, or I should say sitting in the stands as a dad, what's it like? I know you've been at some games this year. I've heard stories, you know, that there have been games around the low country and a couple that maybe even that Bishop England game with Oceanside where you look in the stands and you kind of see the some scouts there. What's it like, uh, you know, seeing those major league scouts, on, on, you know, kind of with their eye on the field where your son's out there? Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's fun to see. I mean, it's fun. We went down with our travel ball team. We went down, to, you know, Tagger, my son, was playing on the same fields that I played, the minor league uh, fields for the Red Sox. You know, so it, it's really cool that, you know, 20, I guess it would be at least 25 years later, you know, my son's doing some of the same things in the same places that I did. Um, you know, and then I know the kids are all always excited, you know, when they get to – you know, the the Danny Brooks of the world are what bring the scouts in. And, um, you know, and really that's all they have to look forward to right now because the, the college coaches aren't allowed to come out yet. And uh, another stupid rule by the NCAA to to to, to hammer the kids. And But, uh, you know, so, you know, it, it's a cool little uh, – it's a cool experience for the kids to see those scouts, see their radar guns out and – um, you know, just to, to make things a little bit more interesting for them. And, but let, let's be honest, they're, they're coming to watch Danny. They're not coming to watch anybody else right now. I tell you what, well, I tell you, you know, there's some big games coming up uh, this week. I know there's some tonight. I talked to Reed. Reed Garrison will be on the show on Thursday night. Uh, we'll uh, definitely look forward to Wednesday night uh, and the show, and we'll hope to, to learn some more of the ins and outs, uh, you know, from, from a different perspective. I think you bring a very good experience uh, a lot of experience from all these different angles to the uh, to the show, and hopefully to be able to cast some light, maybe answer some questions, and provide some good feedback. But we definitely appreciate your time tonight. We definitely look forward to Wednesday night and kicking off the new show with you, man. Take care. I appreciate it. We'll see you Wednesday. All right, buddy. Have a good afternoon. You too. All right, folks. That's uh, premiering Wednesday night. This charged the mound with Tory Tyson. Uh, Coming up next, we are headed, we are pulling up, we are on the campus of Greenville High School, bringing in big-time quarterback Prometheus Pro Franklin at the top of the hour. Stay tuned, folks. Now, for the utmost reports on sports of all sorts, let's join Richie Altman and Eugene Benton on Southern Sports Central. Folks, just like that, we brought him in with the Stone Cold 
We are up in Greenville County at Greenville High School with the one and only Mr. Prometheus Franklin. Mr. Pro, what's happening, buddy? What's good? What's good? You doing good? Oh, man, we are doing great, man. What's up with you on a Monday night? Uh, not much. Just coming from football practice. Ah, so y'all doing it, getting ready for the season, man. So uh, talk to us a little bit about introduce yourself, man. We gave you your name. Uh, you know, we, we can check the graphics. We see you're a thrower, man. You're the quarterback. Uh, give us a little bit of background on you, man. Uh, you know, give us your height, your weight, what you're pushing in the weight room, what your 40 time, uh, what's going on with you, and uh, give us that tail of the tape, so to speak. Okay. So, um, well, as you know, I play for Greenwood High. Um, six, six, two and a half. I weigh 190. And uh, I don't have much on the squats and all that stuff, but I squat a good bit. Uh, I run a um, four seven. So that's pretty much about me. Um, I mean, if you want me to go more into detail about like football and stuff, I can if you want. Yeah, man. Well, I tell you what, man. Uh, you know, quarterback. I know you guys keep up with stats. Give us some numbers from last season. I know it was a shortened season. Uh, you know, we followed the uh, coach Porter and the program. We know how it turned out for you guys. Not kind of the way you wanted. Probably a little bitter taste in your yeah. mouth. I know you guys are gunning for this year. It's probably state champion or bust for you guys. Uh, so give us a little yes, bit sir. of the numbers from last year. Uh, last year I threw for I want to say nine hundred and sixty some. Uh, my sophomore year I threw for a thousand, and we only played five games. And you know, I almost caught everything from my sophomore year. Uh, due to COVID, we only uh, we uh, didn't make the playoffs. We only lost one game, so we wasn't able to continue our season because it was a three-way tie, and it was only taking the um, top two teams. So it was very hard, you know. COVID just really messed a lot of stuff up for us. But like you said, we're looking for for this season and getting the ring. <laughs> man, so talk to us a little bit about that uh, off-season workout, man. Uh, who are you training with, uh, throwing the ball, and uh, what, are you, what are you doing to prepare that body for the next level, man? You got that big body, that big stature, that long arm. We see the picture of you tossing that ball way overhead. Uh, so what are you doing to kind of get ready for that uh, – I believe you're going to be a junior this year, correct? No, sir. I'll be a senior this year. Okay, so you'll be a senior this year. Last go around, man. So uh, talk to us about oh, that, yeah. man. What what is it? What is uh, getting ready for that senior year entail? Uh, well, it's very important to uh, you know prepare my body for this upcoming season. Um, I've been working out with uh, Ramon Robinson. I've been working out with him since I was in third grade, and um. Uh, I work out seven times a week, nonstop, with football, and also getting that on um, board working with um, my quarterback coach at Greenville High School, Coach Pat. So, yeah, and then um, when I'm not busy, I'll, um, shoot, I'm really just um, out of town doing showcases, and uh, I play for um, Cal Newton seven on seventeen. So I'm doing that every weekend. So that's pretty much what I'm doing. How was that uh, Cam Newton tournament there in Myrtle Beach for you? Uh, it went well. It wasn't as I expected, but we we had our own. I mean, I mean, coming like playing with different people from all over, it's kind of hard, you know, how that how that um, vibe with each other and stuff. But we played together and we um we won two games and lost. I want to say three, but I think we're gonna do better this upcoming weekend. 
Well, as a quarterback, man, what's it like playing for a Cam Newton squad, man? You kind of feel like uh, you got somebody like that kind of looking over your shoulder at times. Does that kind of make you a little nervous? Oh, not really. I mean, I'm kind of used to it, but I mean, Cam Newton, he's like hands on. He's he has a great personality. You know, he loves the kids. He uh, he don't just you know be there. You know, he more he more. I want to say like he more hands on. Uh, he wants to win like always like. He drives us to win no matter what. He don't like he hates losing. Uh, I mean, he's a very competitive person. And he pushes us to be the best we um, can be. And he he really just like the coaching staff around him is great too to be the best and build great relationships with us. So all the stuff that can do and then the coaches teach, we take that back to our schools and stuff and use that and become better man life also. So I love playing with Kendu yeah. and all that. I bet, man. I tell you, it's awesome to be able to play for a legend like that, man. I mean, he's done it big time in college, in the NFL. He's played in the Super Bowl and and done some great things. He's been an MVP of the league, you know, so it's always, I I can imagine, you know, by now that star sucks probably off. You probably just know, well, that's my coach. So, (laughs) you know, so it's probably a little different, probably a little different relationship for you. But, uh, you know, this time of year, you know, you're not necessarily allowed to throw balls with your coaches on the field and all that kind of stuff because, you know, all these uh, weird, weird high school rules. Uh, what do you do, man? Do you organize some throw rounds, get your kind of receivers together, work on some time and stuff on your own? What do you What do you kind of do as uh, kind of that leader of that offense? Well, I, I contact all my receivers. We're in a um, little group chat or whatever. So we meet up. We try to meet up at least two times out of the week, you know, to get that connection together. And, um, most of the time, like, I'm training or whatever. So I tell them kind of my training session with Ramon and stuff like that to build a, you know, good relationship. And then also, you know, we try to go out and have a good bond for the season so we can hold each other accountable. Accountable. Accountable, my fault. And uh, just build that bond with everybody, even the old linemen, you know. You know, they got protected, so I got to make sure, you know, they trust me and I can trust them. So we do a lot of stuff together, not just, like, all separate and stuff like that. But, yeah. Yeah, and I see you got you guys got a big time running back there. We've seen him uh, plenty of times as well. But uh, you know, so I imagine the coaches kind of in this off season, buddy. You're kind of like a coach, uh, an extension of the coaching staff. The way you know you kind of handle your business and kind of lead that team. Um, you know, coming oh, yeah. up on your senior year, uh, you know, are, are, have you picked up any offers yet? Uh, if so, talk about that. Maybe you're getting a little bit of interest in the DMs. Uh, you know, and, and any college camps you're definitely going to check out this summer. Oh yeah, well, uh, I received my uh, first offer um, probably by at the beginning of this month, or well, actually, last month uh, I got UNC Charlotte. Uh, I'm looking forward to go to the uh, spring game this coming weekend. I just came back from uh, Florida State, you know, a very good program with uh, Coach Tony and coaching staff there. Um, I mean, I grew up in uh, South Carolina, so I always went to all the South Carolina, uh, Clemson football camps. You know, they always hold football counts, but not. I don't, I don't think they did it, like, last year or whatever because of COVID. Um, go to those. Uh, I got family in North Carolina, so, like, I love, like, you know, UNC Charlotte, uh, UNC Tar Heels. Uh, my mom is actually from Georgia, so, you know, it ain't nothing like Georgia football and all that. But I'm, like, I love, like, all the programs and stuff, all the coaches and stuff that reach out. I mean, they show that. Like they, they give the like, 
they show like they give off a good vibe. Like most of the coaches, like uh, Western Kentucky coach Flock, he's a great coach out there. Uh, just building those relationships with all those coaches and different colleges and stuff is just you know a good thing and a fun thing also because not many quarterbacks or football players get to talk to coaches and stuff like that and they miss out on opportunities. But yeah. Oh, exactly, man. And uh, you know, so talk to us about that offer, man. What's it? What did it feel like? You know, and, and describe how it went down. Were you at home? Did you get a call? Did you get a Zoom? You know, did they call Coach Porter uh, and he tell you how did how did that kind of occur? And talk to us about that feeling, you know, and what you did as soon as you got heard that uh, message. Uh, so actually, I was in the middle of um, football practice, and I got a text from um, Coach Matt at um, UNC Charlotte. And he on, um, he said, "Are you available?" And I text like I ain't even text him back. As soon as I got the text, I called him. You know, in the middle of practice and stuff, and he was like, "Man, just call me after practice and whatever." So we talked, and uh, I was actually in the parking lot, and uh, he was talking to me, and he was telling me how on uh, how to fit in their program and stuff like that, and he told me about their history and all that. And uh, he eventually offered me, and like as soon as he said he wanted to offer me a full ride scholarship, you know, it kind of hit different because it was my first one. And, you know, I've been working hard and trying to get, you know trying to get my first offer and stuff like that. And it's very hard being a quarterback, especially in South Carolina, because most of the South Carolina quarterbacks are very slept on when it comes to um, quarterbacking and stuff like that. felt great, you know, getting that call from Coach Matt and him, you know, telling me what I could be in a program and stuff like that. So I loved every bit of it. I bet. Now, uh, you know, as soon as you took that offer home, so to speak, uh, what, what what was the discussion like at the dinner table that night? Uh, well, my parents are very big on, you know, my education and my grades and stuff. So they really just want what's best for me as far as getting my education. Uh, they were very happy for me and stuff. Um, they talked to Coach Matt, and Coach Matt talked to him and told him that he had offered me and stuff like that because they was not with me during that time. So he talked to my parents, and my parents, you know, they they really want me close to home and stuff like that. They enjoy that. My mom really loves UNC Charlotte. Yeah, this is Eugene Ritchie, you know, the host of the show. He's still a little under the weather tonight. He was actually at UNC Charlotte a couple of weeks ago. He's got a friend up there and got to check out some of the campus. As you know, uh, Coach Perry Parks, who was there at Ridgeview High School, is a good friend of ours, and now he's coaching wide receivers up there. Uh, what you know? Have you talked to him a little bit? You know, being kind of that South Carolina dude on the squad. Uh, no, I haven't got the chance to talk to him, but I talked to uh, Coach Adam. I don't know if you heard of him, but I got the chance to talk to him and just on uh, Coach Matt. Those are the only two I really got to talk to. Yeah, we caught up with uh, Tone Gaines, who also plays uh, D line there at Ridgeview. He's also uh, he's already mm-hmm. committed. He's a rising senior like yourself. Maybe I know you guys uh, probably caught up. Uh, you know, last December, but, uh, you know, and he told us he was looking forward to the spring game, ready to go up there and, and kind of get on campus and purchase some of that, that, that gear and that swag. So, you know, he hadn't had a chance to do that because of COVID. So he, he told us he couldn't wait to go fill his bag up there and, uh, you know, start sporting some of that UNC Charlotte gear. But, you know, it's a fun city. It's a great school, you know, and I, I'm assuming, uh, you know, it, it's such a relief to know that somebody – you know, that first person believed in you. And I think that's the biggest thing. I had a 
my stepson, I remember when he got his first full ride offer, you know, you, you just kind of, as a parent, you just sit there and sigh knowing that all those practices going back to peewee football, man, and, you know, those uh, injuries and banged up knees and all that stuff to fight through and, you know, the college game, I mean, the high school games that didn't always go your way, but you kind of sit there as a parent and you're like, wow, you know, my kid's going to get that education for free. It's such a, such a relief, is it not? To, to get oh, that yeah. offer and know that oh, college is paid for? Oh, yeah. A, a bit relief, especially for the parents, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so now let's talk <laughs> about the next level, man, wherever you choose uh, to go and take your services. What do you plan to study at the next level? Have you figured that out yet? Uh, I want to um, major in the uh, science field. I want to become an uh, anesthesiologist or anesthesiast. I don't know. Do you know oh, what yeah. that is? No, I tell you, yeah, be, exactly. I know what that is. That's an MD. So after college, man, you oh, yeah. got to go to med school. You got to go to med school, and yeah. you take those boards, and then you go and do a residency. And you know, they, they call it a anesthesia holiday because a lot of those uh, folks only work uh, three or four days a week and make the big bucks. So you know, maybe if uh, oh, yeah. that, after that after that NFL career, you know, can parlay that into some big bucks and and, and becoming an anesthesiologist because. They're so well needed, and especially as you're familiar in sports, you know, injuries have, you know, and part of the game and surgeries occur. And sometimes, uh, you know, actually see one, sometimes they get a shot before play, sometimes just to do some uh, inflammation stuff, and an anesthesiologist was actually brought in to do that on Fridays. But uh, it's a great field, man. So um, academically, where are you sitting in high school? You said your parents are big pushers of of the grades. uh, Uh, I got um to have straight A's. Uh, I fell short my um last report card. I, I fell short with an 87, but I um I have a 3.3.47 GPA right now. So what's your GPA again? Uh, 3.47. All right. So he's gonna study the sciences at the next level. Now this summer you got these camps, man. When you go into these camps. You know, and I, I, usually I've been to quite a few of them, uh, especially for the quarterbacks. Now, they do have their, their kind of open admission. So you get some of these young bucks, you know, who are trying to prove themselves. But typically when you go into these camps, you got they, a lot of colleges, they get about five, maybe ten guys that they got their eyes on. Uh, so how do you prepare yourself, at least mentally, when you're going into this, especially this year, knowing this is your final shot? You know, you didn't have a camp season last year. How do you prepare yourself? mentally to kind of go in and show out? I mean, just going into those counts, you know, taking what I learned from the other counts and um, showcases and stuff, just knowing, you know, there's going to be a bunch of five stars and four stars, you know, other stars. I just got to compete with myself and be the best I can be, you know. I also, you know, it just takes that, that, one, that, one, that one count, you know, going up to a coach or shaking his hand, looking him in the face, and so I appreciate you having me after the counts or before the counts. We'll leave, you know, a good example behind. And, uh, yeah, just basically just basically taking what I learned from the other counts and doing what I do best, you know, not trying to compete with anybody else because that will really mess, you know, mess you up. Yeah, and so uh, what's it look like for you? Have you guys mapped it out, man? You kind of going to get that pillow and blanket and kind of camp out in the car while mom or dad or somebody drives you around? Are you going to? 
uh, kind of take that approach, or are you guys going to just kind of sit back and make some selections? I mean, I know you mentioned some schools, and I've seen their camp dates posted. I've seen Florida State. I've seen UNC Chapel mm-hmm. Hills, uh, South Carolina, and Clemson. I, I saw theirs today uh, drop. Uh, you know, you mentioned UNC Charlotte going up there and throwing the ball around, showcasing yep. your skills in front of those guys. Uh, have you guys kind of sat down as a family and the coaches or whatnot, kind of mapped out a plan for the summer yet? Uh, yes, sir. We have. Uh, we're looking forward to doing like a bunch of counts. I mean, I, I've been. Uh, I just left one count. Um, it's called the well showcase. It's called the uh, QB Legacy. I had the chance to be um, get some tips and be trained by Ramon Robinson and uh, Donovan McNabb, who played with the um, Philadelphia Eagles, and a couple of other um, trainers from all around, you know, the state. So we're looking forward so to going uh, some other counts. Did Donovan tell you, uh, kind of hint at you and tell you to look at uh, old Syracuse? See, I'm old enough to remember Donovan McNabb <laughs> playing college ball back when Syracuse was – they were it, man. I tell you, and, and, and just to date myself, uh, back when I was in college, they were uh, – they almost beat Tennessee. I think that game went to overtime uh, the year that Tennessee won the national championship with T. Martin, man. Back then, you know, there was a receiver who had a great career who went on to catch a bunch of passes from Peyton Manning with the Colts. Uh, you know, as he mentioned, taking a look at uh, Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he didn't, he didn't really talk about, you know, his Syracuse career or whatever, but he uh, he told me, he was like, don't worry about, you know, the stars and stuff like that, as far as the kind of ranking and stuff. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree uh, with that this yep. year especially. This year especially yeah, because – Okay. I was going to say, because last year they didn't have all those, uh, you know, like the rivals and the Nike camps and things like that where a lot of these kids got all these stars. So I think a lot of college coaches, in my opinion, are looking at it this year uh, from what I heard because I have some kids I'm taking to camp. You know, they they want that eye test this year. You know, a lot of, a lot they know the seasons were shortened. Some teams didn't even play last fall. Some teams are playing now. Uh, you know, the the camps were canceled. So I think, in my personal opinion, and from what I've heard talking to uh, a couple college coaches, is you know stars aren't aren't really what what they're looking for this year uh, because the stars will come, especially if you start piling up some offers and things like that. They're uh, yeah. they're looking for the eye test. They want to see people in person just because you know when Florida State DM the kid that uh, that I train, uh, he's a specialist. He's a kicker in the Low Country. You know the DM basically from the coach said, "Look, man." You you know you you haven't been seen really uh, by any college coach as you know the eye to eye test in 18 months and so you know we we want to see you live we want you to come down here yeah. you know kick for us so that we can make a proper evaluation Mississippi State said the same thing to them they said you know you haven't had camps you know and the showcases and whatnot I know the kickers did but you know and they're like here here's the deal we're gonna put it out there you know you got to do this 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 we want to see you compared against about Ten dudes, and whoever wins, you know that's that's the guy we're gonna go with. And you know it, there was no mention of of stars or anything like that. So I think this is gonna be a grand opportunity for for guys to just go say, hey, you know, like you mentioned, South Carolina has been slept on. Your class, the 2022 class, is loaded with talent, and I think it's gonna be a great oh, yeah. opportunity for guys like yourself to go in and show out and put on for the state. And I think you're gonna bring a lot of attention to the state. You know, once those college coaches can start coming to watch games and things like that. 
Oh yeah. So next, let's talk about 2021 a little bit, man. I, I, you know, you're coming back. You got some old line coming back. You got a great running back. I guess he plays running back. I've seen him play linebacker. I've seen, you know, Khalid play all over the field, man. Talk to us a little bit about 2021, man. Have you looked at the schedule? You know, what are you guys looking forward to the most other than, you know, having that chance to, to play the full season and get to the state championship? Well, we're really looking forward to playing Greenwood. You know, they uh, knocked us out last year. With that upset and loss, uh, we're looking back to get back at them. Uh, you know that that really hit a little hit a little different, knowing that was our last game. You know, not being able to make playoffs, so we're look, really looking back um, to playing Greenwood again, getting our revenge. And I think we play them at their place too. So, you know, it ain't nothing like you got to at their place. <laughs> you got to go take it to their house. Now I know that what happened with that was is that they scored so many, they scored enough points, and that point system on defense is kind of what uh, kept you guys out of the playoffs. So you know we got the Greenwood game. Let's say you know let's keep that on the calendar. Uh, what are some other games you're looking forward to as well? Uh, really, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm looking forward to every on uh, every game because you know you never know when it's gonna be our last due to this on uh, you know COVID. You know COVID season short. We thought we was gonna be able to play other games, but teams wasn't able to um, play because they got COVID and stuff like that. So I really just take every game, you know, serious and stuff like that. So it's really no game that I'm looking forward to, but all the other games, especially the first game of the season. Oh um, yeah, get that rust knocked off, man. Get those pads popping. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I tell you, man, you got a big physical body. Talk about those pads popping. Are you that? One of those guys that kind of likes to take that first hit and kind of get it out of the way. Oh yeah, I'm one of those guys who like to um, take the first hit. But this year, I don't, I don't plan on getting touched. I got a um, great O line, you know. Um, I got um, a great center, and I got a um, uh, O line I've been playing with since I was in fourth grade. Um, Justin Jackson, you know, hit like real tall. He probably like six five. Weigh about two eighty, three something. Colin Sadler on my left, on my blind side, committed to Clemson. Yeah, um, we know where he's I going. Got, <laughs> I got um I got three more young young ones coming in, um, sophomores and I got I got um, one more junior, so I got a, I always had a great line, but I think I'm more excited about this uh, old line right here. You know. We uh, all came up together and stuff like that and we know what it takes, you know. Well, let's talk, about, let's talk about the guys that's going to be grabbing those passes. Now, I, 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 at arm's length, I know one of them. Uh, I played with his daddy, and that's, again, you don't know how old I am, and I played with Elijah Kelly's daddy back at Walsboro High School way back in the day. Now, he won a state championship after I graduated. Uh, we went to state championship and lost. That is a bad feeling, too, man. I can kind of get that whole bad taste in your mouth how a season ends. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about the receivers. I know a little bit about Elijah, but tell me a little bit about him and some others. Well, uh, well yeah, of course, like you said, I got uh, Elijah Kelly, you know, very tall, lanky. He can, he runs track. So, I mean, he got a nice feet on the outside. Uh, I got Josh Stout. He's that also played at Clemson. He a um, big body on the inside, slot receiver. So anything thrown to the middle, he go catch. Also got um, Luke Crawl. <clears throat> Caleb Crawl, youngest brother, um, great receiver I had my um, sophomore year, his brother, um, looking to see big things from him. Uh, 
also got on K2. I mean, K2 go out to the um, slide and stuff like that. So I got him to throw to. You know, it's just so many players we got that can play both sides of the ball. So I'm looking forward to throwing to everybody. Now talk to us a little bit about some of the guys on the other uh, other side uh, on defense that, uh, you know, some of these uh, stoppers kind of get you the ball back, man, and then we're going to come back to the offensive line. But tell us a little bit about the defensive uh, maulers over there uh, that's going to shut them down so you can put up those big numbers. <laughs> well, um, we lost a bunch of uh, defensive players um, last year. But this year we got, uh, like I said, we got players that can play both sides of the ball. So we got uh, – once again, Josh Stout. Um, we got um, Tim Whitner. Uh, I don't know if you probably heard about him. He's been racking up some oh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I believe uh, he was in the junior bowl with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got um, Harry Gentile, heavy set linebacker. Love to hit. Uh, it's, so, it's, so, it's so much talent on Greenville team. Uh, let's see. Uh, K2, once again, he played on both sides. Oh, yeah. I've seen him laying some wood on both sides of the ball. Uh, let's circle, and Colin let's circle back to, like you said, you know, the offensive line is something you're really excited about. And that's some, you know, those guys that kind of keep you upright so you can do your work behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, a lot of quarterbacks kind of take care of their offensive linemen, man. You know, a lot of them feed them on Thursday night. You know, what's some of the things you do to show those guys the love for right and keeping that jersey clean? Uh, really just, you know, that's a good question. That's true. Really just getting them towards uh, the promised land. I mean, getting that ring at the end of the year will be that um, everybody award and their award especially. You know, I'm going to do everything I can this year to make sure Greenville and the O-line get a ring this year. So they, they'll they be receiving a, you know, a ring this year as their award for keeping me clean. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't know. My O-line just, it's a good O-line this year, I mean. Yeah, All right, I'll tell you what. We'll finish up with something you mentioned. You got some young guys coming into the system. Now, you're a senior quarterback. You know, the team's kind of falling on your shoulders. You know, the quarterback's always seen as the leader of the group. Uh, what are some of the things you do to kind of bring those young guys up to speed, kind of welcome them into the family? Well, you know, sometimes it's got to be a little tough love. We get all that. Sometimes it's got to be some encouragement. What are some of the things that you do as the leader of the squad, kind of get those young bucks kind of into the system and kind of get them right, so to speak, so that when uh, Friday night sure. when that ball's kicked off, you know that uh, those guys are, are, are ready to go? You know, really just um, pushing them in the weight room. I put I push my own line more than anybody. Well, any any other position, I make sure, you know, those guys, like I said, can uh, trust me and I can trust them on Friday nights. Um, knowing that the young ones, you know, they haven't played a, you know, a varsity game yet, just really, you know, shoot, really just pushing them, really. I mean, I show them love all the time. I mean, we got uh, – <laughs> We got we actually got some we got one eighth grader too, so I'm looking oh, wow. forward to see what he do. Yeah, uh, like they well, all I'll tell you what they all did. So. Well, you got that quarterback room, man. You're a rising senior. This is your last go at it. Uh, you got any young studs kind of looking up to you, following your shadow, kind of uh, mimicking what you do? You kind of 
taking them under the wing over there that we should know about in these young quarterbacks in the uh, Greenville QB room? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Raymond uh, Whitner, Ashton brother. He's a uh, ninth grader. I want to say, yeah, Ryan's a ninth grader. Okay, good. Well, I tell you what, man, we're definitely looking forward to tracking you this fall and in the summer, especially, uh, you know, these uh, offers roll in. You know, feel free to tag us out there. We want to promote you, man, anything we can do. Definitely uh, check back in with us after you hit up some of these camps. We want to hear how it went. Kind of, you know, that that exposure, that experience, man, because, you know, your message is this. You know, you, you got an offer. You, you're looking for possibly some more. We'll see where it goes. But there are a lot of young bucks out there, especially in South Carolina, as you said. A lot of quarterbacks get slept on. Any type of advice, any, you know, part of that experience you can add, we certainly welcome you back on. We'd love to have you, man. We're a big fan of Coach Porter and the program he's got rolling up there and the coaching staff and all those guys on that team. So, you know, we'd love to have you back on uh, as soon as you get done with the camp season, things like that. We're going to let you focus on that so you can put the best foot forward. But I tell you what, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. I hope you like the graphic we did for you. I've seen you had some great graphics already out there, so it was a tough, tough trying to live up to that uh, level, man. I don't know who you got doing graphics for you, but saw some good stuff out there. Oh, yeah, thank you. All right, man. Well, you take care, and again, check in with us uh, as the uh, summer progresses. We'd like to keep up with what's going on in your world. All right, buddy? Is that, uh, can I say one more thing? Yes, sir. Uh, i like to, uh, you know, thank uh, Coach Lamb and uh, Coach Porter and the whole Greenville uh, coaching staff. I mean, grab, uh, get me since I was a uh, sophomore. i like to appreciate um, the appreciation of them and stuff like that. So I just wanted to put that out there. And I go tell Raiders. you what, man, you're you're definitely a class act, man, and go Raiders. We'll definitely keep following you, man. Until then, uh, be safe, take care, man, and keep training. We know you're going to do big things. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. All right, folks, that was Prometheus Franklin. Pro Franklin from Greenville High School, quarterback, rising senior. He's got an offer under his belt. He's ready for the camp season. He's going to be hitting the road here soon. He's going to be checking out the spring game up at uh, UNC Charlotte that's coming up. I tell you, they are recruiting some ballers from South Carolina. South Carolina won't be slept on as far as UNC Charlotte's concerned. I know they've been passing out some offers. they got some coaches on the staff from the state and tied to the state of South Carolina. So we expect uh, some big things out of those guys. We're definitely looking forward to following these guys, you know, for those that go there as well and for other schools. Uh, you know, it's been a pleasure having them on, man. I tell you, you know, Coach Porter does big things up there uh, at Greenville. They did come up short last year, didn't get to make the playoffs for that COVID technicality kind of thing. But uh, they're definitely looking forward to this year. Got to be one of the uh, uh, preseason favorites to win the state championship. They have so much talent on that team, great coaching staff, great facilities there. Uh, so it's been great. But we are now headed over to Spartanburg High School and bringing in another big-time quarterback, and just a couple moments. Stay tuned, folks. Slightly trans, 
form Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance That has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance, but what about a groove That soothes and moves romance Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back cause it's summertime. All right, folks, and just like that, we're at the campus of the Spartanburg Vikings bringing in big-time quarterback Raheem Jeter. What's up, big man? Nothing much, man. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing fine. Uh, the hostess with the mostest. Richie's feeling a little under the weather tonight. Kind of got some things going on. So we're He tried to power through work, and he's trying to power through to see if he can get up a little bit of energy to join us. But uh, we're hoping he's going to get better uh, real quick and real soon. But uh, I tell you what, man. Uh, you got a big time. You got a big thing rolling there at Spartanburg High School. We got to see you in person up at the uh, nation, uh, National Preps Combine uh, about a week and a half ago. Well, about a week and a day ago, last Sunday at um, over at Nations Ford High School, man. And you're a you're a big dude, man. Talk to us a little bit. Introduce us to you uh, and tell us that that size. You know, your your height, your weight, what you're pushing in the weight room, and things like that. Hey, yes, sir. Thank you, guys. But uh, I can't take all the credit. I got a phenomenal QB coach at Spartanburg, Coach Ramsey. You guys talked to him a, a couple of days ago. So he just he keeps me prepared for any camps or anything I go to, especially for the season. But um, I weighed in at 6'3", 240. And weight room-wise, I bitched 255. Still working in there on my squat a little bit. Well, I tell you what, uh, the weight room is one thing. You know, you go in there and get your workouts, but you know, a lot of the schools at next level are more concerned with how you throw the ball. You got the stature, you got the size, you got the arm, man. I saw you throw some lasers out there. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, you, you mentioned Coach Ramsey, and we got to have him on. And you know, he he talks, he raves about you. You know, he is super excited about this season uh, and getting to showcase your skills on the football field. So talk to us a little bit about Coach Ramsey and what it's like to play for a dude like that. It's kind of got that, you know, experience, man. He's won state championships. You know, he's got guys at the D1 level, you know, on full scholarship. Uh, you know, what's it like, man? What's he like in the QB room and what's he like on the practice field? Oh, yeah, Coach Ramsey, he the best, no no doubt, best in the state. He's a great guy, too, man. It's not it's not all about football with him. You know, anything anything I have going on, I know I can always go to him. Anybody else really on the coaching staff, we're blessed with an amazing um, amazing understanding coaching staff, you know, who's there for you anytime you need them. He knows his stuff. Like, you know Coach Ramsey's just somebody you can trust. When he says something, you know it's for the best. 
I got you. Well, you know, he had mentioned they came in, you know, the staff came in uh, just in time to say, you know, the door is closed. What's it, what was it like for you, you know, kind of you got the new staff coming in, new system, you know, and yet you can't meet with them. You can't have that spring practice and throw the ball. What was it like kind of learning your way through the system, either via Zoom or Skype and those kind of things to kind of prepare yourself for last fall? I mean, it, it was kind of crazy. It definitely wasn't normal. But Coach Ramsey, he helped us out a lot with holding um, Zoom calls so we could get further into the playbook, kind of get an edge ahead. And I think that really helped us when it came down to the fall to play. Now, speaking of which, uh, what'd you, what do you do? What's your, like, all season, so to speak? I know there's really no all season, especially with someone of your caliber. But, you know, what's it like uh, when you're not – you know, in that summer, you know, summer practice and fall season, what do you do to stay on top and prepare yourself, you know, for the next challenge and the next season and that next level, of course? I mean, I'm just working, man. During the week, um, during the week, during school, we go out to the field sometimes to throw with Coach Ramsey and um, Coach Hodge, just a couple of our receivers that are in our care, their education class. We go out sometimes and throw, but other than that, after school, almost every day I'm at the field working with some of my guys. So we're just trying to stay sharp for this season. I got you, man. Well, you know, you work with one of the best there. You got a great coaching staff. Uh, now talk to us a little bit about the facilities there. We've heard great things about, you know, the facilities at Spartanburg High School. I haven't got to see them in person, you know, and I've seen some of the other schools around you and, and Dorman's facilities and all that. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, that training station, so to speak, with those facilities at Spartanburg High School. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. You guys definitely got to come check it out sometime. And uh, the coaches, they put good use to it. Now, Coach Caldwell, especially in the weight room, Coach Caldwell put good use to that weight room. We got a lot of work done in there. But facilities-wise, it's just it's state-of-the-art. Like, when I first came, I was blown away by the locker room, stadium, weight room, anything you could think of is state-of-the-art. Like, we're tremendously blessed with our facilities. Now, talk to us a little bit about that strength coach. You you, you mentioned him. Uh, you know, what's he like? Is he a loud dude in your face? Is he pushing you to that little level? You know, you kind of get to that level, and then he pushes you a little bit more, kind of that, that struggle level is what we like to call it. Oh, yeah, definitely, Coach Kyle. He's going to push you and push you and push you and get the best out of you that he can. But a good thing that we have going on now, like, it's more players that's getting involved, that's getting into that role. Like, we're motivating each other. So it's kind of taking a load off of him and Coach Hodge in the weight room that we're all just there for each other, picking each other up. Now we're talking about uh, this season. Now last season I know it wasn't as successful as you guys wanted. Uh, you know, where's some of the things this season that you think is kind of putting you guys a little bit over the edge? Maybe you can round that corner, get into the playoffs, and maybe win that state championship. Um, I think our character education class, so we have, like, a class that uh, Coach Hodge, he actually teaches it. I think that's one of the main things that's putting us above the edge. Like, we're just not talking about football. We're talking about real-life situations, things that we go through as student athletes. And then when we do have time, we do go out and do some football stuff, run routes, things of that nature. Just, for the, just to get the reps that we missed out on last year with not having a spring and summer. So we're kind of catching up with those reps and getting ahead. All right, well, let's just stay on the campus there. Let's talk about some of you, some, some of the guys around you, uh, those other 11 on offense. Uh, talk to us about – we'll start with the, the big guys that's going 
tasked with uh, keeping you upright and your jersey clean. Oh yeah, my big guys, they're second to none. Uh, I think I think they only gave up like two sacks this year, so that's pretty good. Uh, this year, come back in, we got a few young guys who are going to be competing for a spot. So I'm interested to see how that goes. But no matter what, I trust them. I trust the O-line coach we have, Coach McAbee. So I know I'm going to be good regardless. Now, are you one of those quarterbacks that likes to feed those guys and take care of them on Thursday night maybe uh, or Friday night after the game? Uh, what's the, some of those ways uh, you show love to the big guys up front to keep you safe? Oh, yeah, we all go out. It's not a set day, but at least once or twice during the week. Every – Every, I want to say, like, Tuesday and Thursday, we go out um, after practice. We actually call it the Taco Dog Crew. So it's a restaurant about five minutes away from Spartan High, and it's called uh, Taco Dog. So the Taco Dog Crew, we pick about two days after practice. We go up there, we just eat and chill, talk about practice, oh. talk about life. Just kick back. Okay. Well, let's stay at the Taco Dog, man. What do, what do you have? And if I'm pulling up at the Taco Dog, what am I ordering? Oh, you definitely got to get the two uh, shrimp tacos. Make sure you okay, get the Baja two. sauce on it. The Baja sauce is the it's a taco dog sauce. I, I haven't tasted anything like the Baja sauce anywhere. <laughs> All right, so shrimp tacos with the Baja sauce. That's what I'm eating if I'm yes, going to Mr. Jeter. Okay, so uh, yes, sir. Now what's, what's, what's the bill like for those offensive linemen, man? What are they putting down over there? Man, them boys can eat. <laughs> them boys can eat. <laughs> now we go in. The total time might come out to maybe 40, 50. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what. Those two tacos, those two tacos don't fill them up. They let's might got to get three or four guys. tacos. Let, let's talk about some of the other guys. You know, some of those guys going to be catching the passes for you maybe. I know we heard you got a big-time tight end and some things like that that you're going to be able to kind of incorporate something new to your, to your repertoire there. Uh, so talk to us about the wide receivers and tight ends. Oh yeah, my boy Langston, he's a he's a big tight end. He's about six six. So we're gonna use him a lot this year. He's coming off an injury right now, so ready to get back in the lab with him. And then returning receivers, we have Dalen Staggs. He played last year. And we got a couple of new guys. We got Andrew Denton, he played last year as well. And we got a couple of new guys. We got a transfer from Dorman or uh, Rael Singor. Then we got my boy Jacob from Bowling Springs. So those guys, they're going to go out there and compete. And, hey, we got the best. If you ask me, we got the best receiving core in the state. All right. So it's just my job. Get them call. Let them do their work. <laughs> Try to get it into space and let them know. You just got to put it in their hands, man. Uh, so speaking of putting it in their hands, who you got lining up kind of beside you and behind you? You know, they're also an extra level of protection. But also guys you can either throw the ball or hand it off to. Who you got back there? Oh, yeah, I got Drew Carter back there. You can't forget about him now. Dreek, he might be small, but when he get the ball, it's hard to bring him down. I think any team we played against can tell you that. He's also a guy I'm guessing that uh, you trust if they got that linebacker that sneaks through that's going to give you that extra level of protection, huh? Oh, yeah. I know Dreek going to give me all 150 pounds he got. I know he's going to give them to me. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about some guys on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Those guys on defense is kind of – you know, their job is to stop them and get you the ball so you can do your thing, man. Uh, talk to us a little bit about those defensive guys. Oh, yeah, we got a big nose guard, uh, Cam Jackson. He's returning. He played last year number 90. He's going to be handling the uh, front line. 
And then DBs, we got Javaris Rice. And um, we got a transfer from Dutch Fort, Quay Moore. So just interested to see how those guys will do. But I know that they go get stops and I'm going to put up points, so they better be ready to get back on the field back-to-back. Back. <laughs> well, quick. you're a guy that's, a, that, that's coming into the season already, one of the, the very rare guys going into uh, this year, you know, with an offer in hand. I know you picked up an offer and you got a whole bunch of uh, big-time attention. What's it like and, and what do you do to kind of, you know, kind of coach up the younger guys, you know, because like you mentioned, there's some young guys coming into the system. You know, I'm sure they look up to you, and, and a lot of people do. Uh, just because, you know, you kind of get that extra boost, so to speak, and people kind of keep an eye on you and see what you do once you pick up an offer. Uh, so what do you do? How do you parlay that into uh, kind of uh, coaching up those young bucks and kind of welcoming them in, so to speak, and, and making sure that they're ready to roll come Friday night uh, this coming fall? Yes, sir. I just share some of my experiences with them, like some of the things I've done. I share the, some of the mistakes I've made so they don't make it. And our team, we're very open. So, like, we just – our team can talk about anything with each other. So, any questions that they have for me, you know, recruiting or really anything in general, I just answer those questions for them the best I can. And we just – we're a very open team so we can communicate anything. I just got a DM from uh, Miss Cherry. <laughs> uh, apparently, we went to high school together. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Just let her, I went to Walter. I graduated in '96, so <laughs> I was on the state championship team that lost. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just tell her uh, Eugene Benton. I grew up down. Uh, she's listening. I grew up down uh, around Neal's Crossroads, uh, down on Horseshoe Creek. So way out. I'm a I'm a country kid, man. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I just let her know she just uh, DM'd me on that one. It's kind of funny, but um, you know, so this year coming up, man. You know, uh, you 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 guys. I'm assuming it's a tough region up there, especially in five A ball. Uh, I I know one of the players on your team. I've gotten to know, uh, and that's a specialist and kicker, John Love. I know you guys just graduated too ahead of him, uh, you know, and, and I talk to him sometimes. We train up in Charlotte with a, with a, one of the best specialists in the country, um, you know, and, and so I've gotten to, you know, learn a little bit about the team a little bit from him. But, um, you know, this year coming up, you guys are in a tough region. Talk to us a little bit about the schedule and some of the teams you're facing. And, you know, maybe uh, there's a game or two you kind of earmarked as, you know, this is a game I need to go and, and put on and show out kind of, you know, if there's any of those big-time colleges looking in. I want them to see, you know, me at my best. So if you could talk about, you know, maybe some of the teams on the schedule, some of the teams you're looking forward to playing and having that big game. Oh, yeah, definitely. We play one of the hardest schedules out there. We're in one of the hardest uh, regions in 5A. So, I mean, we start we started uh, hitting the ground running with Gaffney our first game. So I, I expect that to be a good game. I think we're going to come out on top, of course, but – I said it'd be a good game. Then we go down to Dutch Fort. You know, you get to beat the best. To be the best, you got to beat the best. So we go Dutch Fort, and then last game of the season, yeah, I think Dorman. That's our season rival. I think we heard that quote last week from your coach about that game against Dutch Fort. So it's a statement, oh, yeah, game, man. I tell you what, if you go in and win that game, man, you guys are gonna put your name on the map. It's I know Spartanburg High School back when. Back when I was in high school, that was a big-time game, man. They were always rolling, you know, and then Spartanburg's had some great seasons over the past, uh, really, decades, uh, you know, and I know there were some big-time matchups with Somerville, 
Um, let's talk a little bit about this summer. Uh, you know, uh, have you earmarked some camps you plan to attend? Oh, yes, sir. I've been in contact with a few coaches. They've been sending me their uh, camp schedules. So we're just waiting to get everything finalized as far as 707 goes with my school, and then that's when I finalize my camp schedule. Okay, okay. And uh, talk to us about, uh, I believe, how many offers do you have? Because I want to get, I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak here. Oh, seven. You have seven offers. Can 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 you list some of them? Uh, Memphis, Missouri, Auburn, South Carolina, Georgia, Virginia Tech, and UNC Charlotte. Wow, that's some that's some great selections, man. So uh, you know, uh, you don't have to list any one of those schools. But what are you looking for? You know, when it's com- you know, it comes down to that time to make a selection, you know, what's some of the things that sticks out to you that you're kind of looking for, you know, as your next home for the next three, four years once you get to that level? Um, really, I'm just looking for a coaching staff that, that I know I can trust and really just a family feel. You know, I, I, I'm going away. Well, I may stay home, may go away from home, so I, I really don't know that. That really doesn't matter, but I just want a family feel, so I feel – safe and welcome welcome that in with a coaching staff that I know has my best interest. I got you. So is there any type of, uh, you know, uh, distance from home? Does that matter factor into it at all? Or is there, you know, any type of uh, your small town, big city, uh, any of that type of stuff factor into it? Uh, no, sir. It's just the best fit. Whichever fits, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. So we're just looking for – Whatever fits, man. You talked about a coaching staff that trusts, that you can trust. Uh, you know, and, and you know when you look at the next level and you look at teams, man. Are you one of those guys that looks at rosters, or you just look at yourself in the mirror and say, "I can go out and be that QB one"? Mainly, just look at myself. I mean, I feel like I can bring in, I bring a lot to the table. So I feel like with that, I can help make the guys around me better. Okay. I have some confidence, and I think that's what everybody looks for. They want that quarterback to come in with the assurances that, you know, he's going to be the guy. All I got to do is give him the ball. He's going to be that guy. So uh, talk to us a little bit about your film study. I know you got one of the best quarterback coaches and offensive minds in the state, man. You know, what's it like in the film room? Uh, what are some of the things that, you know, you, you've learned uh, as far as digesting film from him? Oh, yeah, they make it very easy for us. Our game plan is it's very, very specific. There's certain things the defense do that'll make us do a few things, but they make it so easy for us. And I mean, we just go back. Like for instance, if I just go back and I see something on film, Coach Ramsey and Coach McLean and Coach Hodge, they're very like open. So if I see something on film, something I think can help us, they're open to listen to it. So I feel like that's how we have a great communication. Okay. Okay. Now, what's some of the things I, you know, you're a guy that's introspective. You look in the mirror and 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 judge yourself. What are some of the things that you think, you know, going into this season that you need to work on to kind of put you even at a better level uh, to kind of showcase yourself and to make you, you know, just that top-notch player that every coach in America says, I got to have him on my team? Mainly just consistency. Me and Coach Ramsey, we're working almost every day just to shore up my release just so I can be more consistent and more accurate, be able to deliver whenever I want to, really. Okay, it sounds good. Uh, so now uh, the college level, have you given any thought about what you want to study at the next level? 
Um, right now I'm thinking sports communication. Okay, so you want to you want to come over here and take our job and be on the radio <laughs> or TV. Right? <laughs> neither neither Maybe one of us have a face for. <laughs> neither one of us have a face for TV. That's why we chose radio, man. <laughs> so you know, and, and what what about that that fascinates you? Uh, I think I just I'm just so in love with sports, you know, football specific to where. I just want to be around sports for the rest of my life, whether it's playing or coaching or broadcasting, just anything to do with sports. I think that would just make me happy. Yeah, I tell you, you know, one of the schools you mentioned, Missouri, they have a heck of a journalism and broadcast, uh, sports broadcasting programs. I think it's one of the best in country. I haven't checked any rankings lately, but at one time I know they were pretty high up on that. Um, you know, so so we got a major in touch. So what are your uh, – What's that grade? What are your grades like there at uh, Spartanburg High School, man? Are you, uh, you know, pushing it in the classroom as well? Yes, sir. I have a 3.7 GPA, and trust me, it's not give it to you at Spartanburg. Classes are hard, but um, our coaches they keep me. They make it uh, basically a requirement for us. If you have below a 70, then you can't play. So they they keep us up on our grades. Oh wow! So. Uh, do you, do you guys have to report your grades, or, or they have someone that kind of reports those grades in every um, every couple of weeks, or how do they kind of monitor that? They just kind of wait till those report cards come out and tell you you're going to sit or play or something like that. Oh, it, it's weekly, so we have a, um, a academics coach, Coach Jackson. So weekly, we have study hall just about every day after school. So weekly, we have four tiers. And tier one, you don't have study hall. Tier two doesn't have study hall. Tier three, you have study hall. And tier four is where you're academically eligible. So they they stay up on us about those grades. Yeah, we kind of got that inclination from uh, Coach Ramsey when he was on. You know, because that you know, here's the thing, man. You know, you could throw the ball 80 yards, but if you can't qualify, you can't go to the next level. That's not something you have to necessarily concern yourself with because you take pride in your academics. But it's tough, and, and yes, you know, cause when you get to the next level, you know, you don't have, you know, the, the mamas and daddies and, and grandmas and people there to kind of say, you know, well, you got to do better and this, that, and the other, you know, because there's about five other cats trying to take your position. So if you don't qualify, you know, you're going to be out on your butt and trying to find somewhere else to to do your thing, and somebody else going to take that job. So it's very important, and it's really refreshing to hear that they take the academics that serious there because, again, you know, you can be a great athlete, but if you can't qualify, you ain't going nowhere. You're going to be the best quarterback that or, or, or running back that's ever played that doesn't go to the next level. You know what I mean? Yes, sir, and this just goes back to what I was saying about it's so much bigger than football with those guys to where you build an actual, like, an actual love and relationship with them outside of football. And I think every player on our team – can can speak for me when I say that like we all have a personal relationship with each one of our coaches outside of football. That's cool, man. So how much time uh, do you actually spend outside of the school? You know, talking life and just uh, you know uh, becoming a man and things like that and the challenges. I mean, you know, I, I get it. You're a big time star, but you know, life ain't always easy and it ain't always fair. We bought, we all know that. Uh, so you know, uh, you know, is that some of the things you go over with Coach Ramsey? Uh, and also, too, kind of in that class, as you mentioned, it's kind of a, a life skills class. Is that some of the things you guys uh, discuss and go over? Yes, sir. Well, COVID kind of limited us, limited us this year. But um, 
Coach Ramsey, he does a great job. He definitely gets us out whenever he can. And, um, our character edu- education class is where mainly we just sit back and some days we just go in there and just talk. Like anything that's on your mind, you can speak. And every player, we have that trust within our coaches that we know anything we're going through, we can always go talk to them about it. I got you. I got you. So, uh, you know, as you go forward, man, you know, what's it like to be you, man? Is it, it you know, when you kind of, is it stressful with the recruiting process or is it something you just kind of take in one day at a time and kind of set it aside and just focus on Spartanburg football? Uh, it doesn't get too stressful. You know, my coaches and my parents, my family, they really keep me grounded. So I just take it in one day at a time. Right now I'm just focused on getting to the championship, winning that ring. So I'm just focused on Spartanburg football right now. That sounds like a winner, man. I know that's something the coaches and everybody wants to hear. Uh, talk to us about Friday night, man. Next fall, you know, we're going to cross our fingers and toes and eyes. We got a packed house. You didn't have a packed house this year. You know, what's it like? You know, kind of give us that kind of atmosphere there at Spartanburg High School, you know, kind of getting on the field, the packed stands. Like you said, you got, you know, teams like Dorman and, and schools like that. What's that experience like for someone who's never, you know, either been to a game or been on run on that field with a packed house there at Spartanburg? Even with COVID, the Spartanburg community still came out loud and proud every game. So, I mean, it's a lot to take in, especially during the course of a game. If you're just – it's a certain level of tunnel vision you have to have, especially from the quarterback position to where when I'm on the field, I don't I don't hear anything. Like, sometimes I can't even hear my coaches. Like, I'm just so locked in. But from a, a fan's perspective, it is loud and rowdy. And the fans, they get cranky sometimes. Hey, <laughs> everybody wants you to win, you know, especially, you know, I, I get it, man. I've coached in the high school league as, as well. You know, and you, even the wins, you know, if you win 50 to nothing, you still kind of find things you did wrong. Is that something you look at when you're watching film either on – Friday night after the game or Saturday or Sunday afternoon, you kind of nitpick and try to find ways that, you know, we did this great, but there's kind of this thing that, I, you know, you're just not happy with. Are you ever settled after a game? Oh, no, sir. N- never settled or satisfied. I'm always looking for things I can get better at. And even if we don't, as players, our coaches uh, in those Mondays meetings, they're going to bring up every little thing we did wrong just to keep us on top of our game. I hear you, man. Well, I tell you what, it's been great finally getting you in here. It's been exciting. It was fun to watch you. I was watching the quarterbacks. I was kind of on that end of the field uh, last Sunday. Uh, there was a great group, man. I tell you, for once, we can say this. We have a great group of quarterbacks in the state of South Carolina. What was it like to you when uh, you saw some of those guys sling the ball around from the state of South Carolina and being part of that group? Oh, yes, sir. It was great. But I feel like a lot of us – are already connected because we're so like we've all been on this recruiting trail and all this together so I feel like most of us we know each other so it's kind of just like going out there with my boys to the field basically I got you well I tell you what man we're rolling up on eight o'clock hour we got to get the bus rolling for the next athlete it has been a pleasure man it's been an honor to have you on uh what I would like for you to do is as you hit these visits and you hit these camps this summer keep us updated man we want to track you we want to help be a platform for you. We want to get the word out. We want to help you with some exposure if we can, things like that. So just check in with us and let us know how it's going. Uh, anytime you get an offer, you know, feel free to tag us out there. We want to 
we want to promote all you guys because the more attention that we can bring to any player in South Carolina, we feel like it brings attention to all the players in South Carolina because, you know, it's something that we take pride in. We take very personal. It's something that's kind of gotten under our skin that we feel like, you know, a lot of coaches have treated South Carolina kind of like a flyover state. You know, they hit the North Carolinas and the Floridas, and, you know, everybody's kind of got that chip on the shoulder. And, you know, this year I think is going to be a big year as far as recruiting in South Carolina. So we want to wish you the best. And, again, like I said, if you're out there, you pick up some offers, you have to stay at Camp Man, you know, we'll welcome you back on the show if you want to talk about it because there are a lot of folks, there are a lot of quarterbacks in the state looking up to you, man. They want to be where you're at. They want to have that exposure. They want to have those offers. And so any type of advice, any type of experience you're willing to share, we'll give you that platform so you can reach out and touch, especially some younger bucks coming up, man. And uh, real quick, before we go, man, talk to us about uh, you got any young guys kind of under your wing there at Spartanburg High School we need to keep an eye on in the future? Oh, yes, sir. My boy Garrett Foreman, he's a uh, he's actually a Citadel commit in baseball. He committed to baseball, but he's an up-and-coming at quarterback, too. That's my boy there. And then we got uh, All right. Todd, too. He's a freshman. He's a lefty. He'll be up and coming, too. Yes, sir. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye out and track Spartanburg for you. But uh, definitely stay in touch, man. It's been a pleasure. We're, we're thankful for the time you've given us. Uh, let everybody know at the house we're uh, very grateful for your 30 minutes. And we're just happy to have you on and share this experience with you. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. You take care. All right, same to you. All right, folks, that was big-time quarterback, Mr. Raheem Jeter, Spartanburg Vikings. He is ready for a big-time summer. He's got some camps in mind. He's got some offers in his pocket. And we are now headed to the low country, home of the Sharks. We're going to bring in Miss Valentina Mascara. I might have to ask her if that's how to pronounce it. Everybody calls her Val. I'm used to Val. So we're going to bring her in in just a moment. Uh, just after this break, we're going to reset the top of the hour and we're going to get rolling for the final hour, Southern Sports Central. Stay tuned. There is nothing more intoxicating than the meld of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the pride of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life the way that I felt on Friday nights. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, if you played the game at the high school level, you had Now, for the utmost reports on sports of all sorts, let's join Richie Altman and Eugene Benton on Southern Sports Central.
All right, folks, we are now at the 8 o'clock hour, the final hour of the show. We are on the soccer field. I think they call it something else, but we're going to get schooled on it in just a second. We are bringing in Miss Val Oceanside. How are you doing tonight, Miss Val? Hey, good. How are you? We're doing great. Now, correct us. How do we pronounce your last name for all the listeners? Um, Mascara. Okay, so it's mascara. That's a little bit easier. It sounds kind of like that mascara, but we'll go with mascara yeah. now. We we are super excited to have you on. Uh, you know, last season, soccer season, it was the season that never happened. It was a season that just, did, you know, kind of ended abruptly. You guys were looking forward to getting to a state championship, kind of bringing that big trophy home. It never happened. Now, this year, you guys seem to be rolling. I think you got a big game tomorrow night. Uh, before we get into all that, let's introduce you to the listeners. Uh, so give us your name, give us your year of graduation, uh, and, and what's going on. Uh, we can talk about some stats and that stuff later, but kind of the position you play and uh, the team you play for. Um, so my name is Valentina Mascara. I'm actually from Argentina. I lived here in sixth grade. Um, I play for, for club. I play for surf, and I play for Oceanside Collegiate Academy. And I play a talking midfielder. All right. So now I've learned a little bit about that position from Coach Mark. Uh, some of them say that uh, you're kind of that quarterback or the leader of the team on the field. So tell us, school us a little bit about that position. So what's your main job on the field? So it's basically I play in the midfield, but it's more like of an attacking perspective. Like I attack more than I defend. I, I, I assist or I score more goals than, like, mostly, like, other people, except probably the forward. It's just, like, a, a different forward, pretty much. Okay. So, uh, you know, we talked about that in uh, a little earlier via text, and uh, scoring goals seems to come naturally to you. I got a four-year varsity starter, a captain since the sophomore year. You've started every game, and you got 70 goals in four games. Uh, that's going to be getting up there with some type of a uh, record, is it not? Yeah, yeah, for Oceanside, yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you have one of those uh, goal celebration dances or a move? Or, or you know, <laughs> what, what do you do when you put that ball in the net? Um, not really, no. I usually just go to my team. We celebrate together. I guess after 70 of them, it gets a little boring, huh? <laughs> so, you, so you're an attacker. Uh, you got a pretty strong leg on you, it sounds like, uh, with scoring. So, uh, you know, uh, you seem, I guess in the pictures, you seem pretty tall. Are you a tall girl? Yeah, I am. I am 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, okay. On the soccer field, I guess you're a pretty imposing figure. Uh, so uh, mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit. I know you got a big game coming up tomorrow night. Uh, so preview that game for us. Uh, let us know who you're playing, uh, if you've uh, played them this season, and how uh, that game went. Uh, yeah, we play. So we play Battery Creek tomorrow at Battery Creek. Uh, we already played them a couple weeks ago. We beat them by, I think it was ten zero. But if we win that game, there then we're region champs. So we okay. we're number one in the seed, and we all of our well, we would go to playoffs, and all of our games would be at home. Okay, so you get the host seed, so everybody comes to you. Uh, mm-hmm. So last year you didn't get to play. Uh, you didn't get to play in the playoffs, obviously. So that goes back to now tenth grade year. You made the playoffs, and uh, 
didn't get to bring home the big trophy, but what was that playoff experience like? And, uh, you know, what do you think that that'll uh, kind of, you know, I guess kind of lead you into this playoff with that playoff experience? Now, I know you moved up from 2A to 3A, uh, but what, what was that experience of it like two years ago, and how do you think that'll benefit you guys this season? Yeah, we so my sophomore year we went into playoffs and we ended up winning uh, but all of our games till state. But it was definitely a great experience too. Our my freshman year we couldn't even compete for state because it was a new school. So it was like us first year competing for state and we made it all the way. So it was really exciting. Okay, so you play for the high school and you play for your club. Uh, you know, have have you given any thought to the next level? Or is there any scholarship offers? Have you kind of uh, chosen a school yet, or is that still in the works? I've chosen. I'm committed to Winthrop University. Do you want? Okay, so you're going to you're going to get a great education. What are you planning on studying at Winthrop? Um, I'm still. I'm definitely want to do business, but I I think I'm going into like international business somewhere. Like that. Okay. All right. So what do you? You got any uh, big goals after that? Uh, anything you want to do with that international or, or that business degree? Um, I don't know. I I'm still there's like part of me that wants to play pro after college, but then I'm still unsure if I really really want to do that. So I think I just have to wait a little and see. Well, being from Argentina, you're pretty familiar with soccer on an international level. You know, kind of. I'm sure you started playing soccer before you came to came to here. Uh, you know, what is that like? You know, coming. Uh, we'll start with that. What's it like? You know, moving from a place, you know, a country, or actually outside of the country, into a place like this, and then kind of jumping into the athletics. Mm-hmm. So actually, I I well, so all my family, um, soccer in Argentina is so common that all my family would watch it on the weekend. But I actually never – I haven't played soccer. Like, I didn't play because it wasn't – in Argentina, it wasn't, like, a women's game. It was more men. Like, women's – I, I don't think i ever seen a, a club that for women's there. But I would play, like, with my brothers or in my backyard and stuff. But I used to play field hockey there. And then okay. here, um, it was definitely a new experience. I – I was kind of I. Whenever my parents told me I did not want to, at all, because I had all my friends there, most of my family's there as well. But as I got like used to it, like I met new people like through the years, so I really liked it. Actually, I enjoyed it here. Do you think you could go back and compete with the men's team now? <laughs> um, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you, so you, so you got a plan in place. You already committed. You you already signed that piece of paper. Uh, so what are you doing other than playing soccer, uh, you know, for, for the school there and kind of, you know, winding down that last year? What are you doing else, you know, outside of soccer in school? Um, so this year for my senior year, I did um, trainers for football games. Me and some other people did that, and it was actually really fun getting to know new people as well. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I really don't have that much time to do with club and high school because it's basically all year around. Well, you know, your next step is a pretty pretty high academic school. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about your academics there at Oceanside. Are, uh, 
you know, give us the GPA and let us know, are you taking any of those college classes they offer? Yeah, I've, take, I've been taking since last year. I took, um, I think, eight classes last year, like four each semester, and then this year I'm taking four as well. Um, it's definitely, I really like it because now I can get, in college, I can get it out of the way. Like, I know some people who, um, from last year that are in college now, they're like, yeah, I didn't even take um, English. I don't have to take it because I took it at Oceanside. So that's, uh, I really like that. And my GPA is um, 3.7. But I, okay. I, I actually really like um, school. Like, it's a lot of work, but I I like the what you get out of it. Okay, so give me your uh, favorite class there at Oceanside. Um, right now, it would probably be college trig. I really like math. Okay, well, that, that'll that'll bode well for you in business school. Uh, I'll tell you, you'll get all that stuff out of the way. Um, I have a degree in business, and I think one of the hardest classes I ever took uh, was the calculus class that USC required. Um, Coach Mark can tell you about the business school there, but uh, or, or, or University of South Carolina. So, uh, speaking of Coach Mark, uh, you know you've had him all these years there. You know at the at the high school level, uh, what's it like playing for him? And, and kind of give us a you know you know what's he like you know outside the school? You know once you uh, kind of get that field of play and, and the ball gets kicked off, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so. Um, my freshman year, going into, I was in the grade going into freshman year, I met him, um, at a, he was my, he was coaching for club, and I met him at tryouts, and he goes, I didn't know who he was, I really had no clue, and he goes, when the tryout ended, he goes, so, are you coming? And I was like, what? Where am I going? And he's like, the ocean side. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm, I'm planning on going. And then I remember that day like it was yesterday. It's so funny. But I honestly he's a great coach. He really knows, like, soccer and stuff. He knows how to push us and when. Like, if we're having a bad day, he knows when to talk to us and stuff. But, yeah, I really like him. All right, so let's talk about, you know, your decision for the next level. Uh, what led you to decide to commit there? And uh, talk about a little bit, uh, you know, about the recruiting process. You know, were there other schools that you were talking to as well? Uh, yeah, I had a bunch of other schools as well. But because of COVID, it was so, like, weird. Because they started, like, most of them were like, okay, yeah, we can give you this amount of money. And then COVID hit. And they're like, hey, just kidding. We, we actually don't have any money left because most of the seniors are, are staying next year so we won't have any money for you. So it was Oof. really weird. Yeah, and it sucked, but I I was glad what? I finally committed to Winthrop because they, they were like, okay, no, we really want you. Like, we're giving you what we said. Okay, so it sounds like you got that firm commitment and they stuck with it, kind of that, that, that led you to uh, there. But, you know, what's it like, you know, you're going to be playing soccer the next level and it's not that far away. You know, I think it's about three and a half hour ride maybe uh, to get up there. So maybe you know you can come back and check in with your you know former teammates and things like that. Uh, you know, was the distance any part of your decision? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wanted to stay in state or like maybe North Carolina, but I wanted to stay close to home. 
Okay. Well, I tell you, uh, when I was talking to Coach Mark earlier, he said that, you know, we were talking about the scoring earlier and said, you know, if I turned her loose, she could score 10 goals a game. Uh, you know, what, what, yeah, it's a little bit frustrating sometimes when you kind of get the uh, the reins pulled back a little bit and you kind of, you know, lose that. Uh, I, I don't want to say lose that aggression, but, you know, you kind of feel like ah, you just got a little more left in the tank. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we played Magnet the other day, and it was only two zero. But I, I, I knew like we we could have scored so many other more goals. It it sucks, but the good thing is that we played them again, so like we have a second chance, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, some of the other things there at Oceanside now, it's a different type of uh, high school. It's a different type of experience. And I know, you know, you didn't go to another high school to compare it to, but, you know, give us an idea of what it's like as another athlete. We talked to, you know, plenty of the football players on here, and they do their thing. I've coached on the team, and I understand that. Um, so, But give us an idea of what some of the other students, you know, outside the football guys, you know, for a student like yourself, you know, give us kind of a, a breakdown of what the school is like for someone like you and your experience there. Um, so, base uh, it's like more of a you focus more on your sport, or some of us like some other people don't play sports at all. They focus like they have jobs. You get like so much more free time than you would like at Wando, since you only go to school for four hours. But you still need to like focus on school. Like it's not like people don't do school at all. Um, I honestly really enjoy it. I have two younger brothers, and and um, making them come here because it's that like you focus on yourself, you focus on your sport. You just like you don't you have so much more free time than Wanda and stuff. Okay. So now, uh, you know, we're looking. We're uh, one thing I meant to ask you about the recruiting um, aspect of it. You know, w- when you're talking to, you know, the coaches at the next level, and you know, you went through the process, and you know, you had some offers out there, and then they went with the, you know, the kind of back and forth, I guess, the negotiation, so to speak, on how much the offer, you know, that was extended. Uh, you know, so what was it like, you know, relationship-wise with coaches at the next level, and was that also part of? you know, why you chose, you know, your school and, and talk to us a little bit about the coaches that you've already established a little relationship there. Yeah. Um, I So I met the winter of coaches again, I want to say February, I think, last year. And they were all really nice. I really liked them. They were um, – they, they, I can just tell when a coach knows when he's, what he's talking about and it, he's not just, like, guessing, I guess. But – um, okay. Yeah, they had a, and I could see they had a great relationship with the players there as well. Okay, so when that offer comes around, you get that offer, you know, and you look at that that sheet of paper, so to speak, and and you know what they've offered, you know, as far as the financial package, you know, what what's that feeling like when, or let's just take it back to your first offer. What's that feeling like to kind of know, wow, someone kind of at that next level believes in me? You know, tell us a little bit about you know, that those feelings that kind of go through your mind and, and heart, you know, kind of getting that, wow, you know, I'm really going to get to do this. Yeah, it's like, it's like all you've done, like, it really paid off. Because even if you don't accept it, I, I'm i like, okay, I'm playing at the next level. Like, right now, I could play at the next level. If it's, it's not the school I want to go, but 
it's my, like, last option, I guess. Like, I could play at the next level. There's a chance I can. But, yeah, it was really exciting because it's just I've been working so hard for so long, so it really paid off. So what did you guys do when COVID shut down to kind of stay in shape and kind of, you know, keep keep your soccer going and, and your keep your skills, you know, kind of sharpened and things like that? What did you do last season when, you know, when, when Coach Mark said, got, you know, ladies, I hate to tell you this, uh, but our season's canceled uh, and, and we can't have the weight room and we can't have practice. Uh, what did you do to kind of keep your skills up, up to date and, and stay sharp? Um. Yeah, so it really sucked because no field was open. Like, everything was closed with the quarantine and all that. But um, so I have two younger brothers, but they also play soccer as well. So I would just train with them basically every day in the morning. And I also – and my friend, yeah, she's also committing. She committed to play, and she's like, okay, we need to, like, get on the field and – even, like, one day we went to a parking garage just to play, like, pass the ball and get some touches in. <laughs> That's awesome. So talk to us about yeah. those little brothers. It sounds like uh, there's some budding soccer stars that will be coming to the campus of Oceanside. Tell us about those little brothers. Yeah, so there uh, I have two. So Lucas is in eighth grade and Valdista is in seventh grade. They're, they both play for surf as well. They're they're actually really good. I I wish they were a year older, at least one of them, so I could like go to high school with them. That would be so cool. But yeah, they'll be joining next year. Okay, so what middle school do they attend? They uh, carry a middle school. Okay, so you guys live on that north end of Mount Pleasant. Uh, so now finishing up this region play, and, and uh, we won't even talk about the playoffs yet, but. You know, when you finish that, because those those games, we hope, knock on wood, and no more viruses or any other craziness goes on. What's it going to be like uh, kind of playing that last kind of match for you? You know, have you thought about that? You know, when your last high school game's over, that feeling, you know, when, you know, everything kind of comes to this point and it's no more? Yeah. We're actually talking about it today. We're like, there's only we only have like six games two games guaranteed and then playoffs. But it's it's just crazy how fast, like, it went by because we had – I remember saying, okay, three more days till the season starts. Okay, three more days. And now we're, like, almost done. But I don't, yeah. I don't really want to focus on that now. Like, I don't want to think about it. I just want right, to focus right. on when it's getting there. Yeah, and so looking at the playoffs, is there uh, some teams in the playoffs that you're kind of looking forward to playing? Um, I don't really know any teams since it's 3A, but I know Waccamaw's in that in the playoffs will probably make it. And then at State, I think we're probably going to play Daniels, but okay. because of their record, Ooh. it's really good. Okay, yeah, that's a team that's way upstate. They're actually up there uh, on, kind of on the cl- campus of Clemson. We know those guys, they actually won the 3A state title in football, and uh you know, who knows, maybe Oceanside will meet up with those guys in the state championship this year in football. But, you know, it's a, it's a great school. It's a small school, about the size of Oceanside, maybe a little bit bigger. But, you know, right they're right there at the at the Clemson campus, and uh, they get a lot of the uh, privileges of, of using some of the Clemson facilities. But, you know, so 
winding mm-hmm. down with this, you know, when you when you look back on your career at Oceanside, uh, talk to us about, you know, maybe that big moment or that big game. What's something that's, you know, kind of going to live with you forever? Um, I think definitely when we beat um, Greg Collegiate in Lower State, because that was my sophomore year, and we played them my freshman year, and we lost to them in PK. And then we met with them again in Lower State, and it was like whoever loses all go to state. So I think that win was really big for us. I got you. Did you score any goals in that game? Uh, yeah, actually I scored one, I think. It was like a okay. four to – it was really close. It was like four to three, I think, four to two. Is really close. Oh wow! So, uh, so we got that on your resume. You already you already have that big moment. Uh, what's some of the things you're looking for as far as the next level? You know, kind of you know suiting up and getting on the field, kind of at that 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 you know collegiate level. Is there something that you know you're kind of I can't wait to do this kind of moment? Um, honestly, I just I'm excited to be, meet new people and especially people that like have the same goals as me. I think. Because, like, yeah, in high school, everyone wants to play, co- I mean, soccer. But not everyone wants to play college soccer. Like, they don't want to play after. So, I think, like, meeting people with the same goals as me will be exciting. Yeah, I think you have to, you know, one, you have to have a lot of talent to, to even make that next level. And then, of course, you know, when you have a team of, let's say, 15, 20 people on the squad, there's only so many positions on the field, even the talent is going to be great, so they're going to be competing. So, you know, go, getting ready for that next level, we'll kind of finish up with one last thing. Um, you know, going into the uh, off season after this season's over and getting ready to the, take that next step, because I believe at the collegiate level, soccer's played in the fall, so you won't have a whole lot of time. Um, but what are some of the things you're going to do kind of once the high school career is over to kind of prepare yourself for the next level? Um, so I'm doing still have regionals to play that they're in July, so we'll be training he said three times a week every uh over the summer. And then I'm also doing the Charleston Fleet, which is like a semi pro team. Uh and they also train three to four times a week in the at night I think. So I'll just every day I'll just be playing soccer pretty much. I gotcha. Well, I tell you what, there's one of the things that we did, we always do for the spring athletes when we have them on because it's kind of the culmination of the school year when things are winding down, people are graduating. So we're going to give you uh, – got about two minutes, so we're going to give you, uh, you know, as long as you want uh, and uh, kind of give your sign-off speech, your walk-off speech to your teammates, Coach Meyer, and the folks over at Oceanside. Um, I, honestly, I had a great four years here at Oceanside. It's been really fun. And super competitive as well. And we had, like, different assistant coaches that they really impact us during the season as well. And especially Pitchmark, he, he's a very good coach. But, yeah, I, I had so much fun, and I will not change that for anything. Well, I tell you, it's been a pleasure having you on. I'm, I'm thankful for you. We got another one of your teammates on Thursday night with Shay. I know she was also a, a student trainer there for the football team and uh you know she's actually played football as you are well aware and uh kicked in a game so uh that was pretty exciting i'll, I'll never forget that that's one of those memories that will stick with me um and, and so uh the final thing man uh what was something you want to say to your fellow seniors there uh on the ocean side squad 
Um, but I'll definitely miss them, miss playing with them as well. Because we're, whenever we come back from college, I'm just excited to see them. But now we just got to enjoy what we have, what we have left right now. Well, I tell you what, I know you got a big tomorrow and it's a long road trip, but, uh, we're excited for you and very thankful to have you on. Uh, we're always open if you want to come back on and, and join us. You know, the, just just let us know. you got a m- number and you know how to reach us on, on all the social media channels, actually, and Coach Mark does as well. But it's been great to get to know you as a person. And uh, definitely, hopefully, we'll be able to see some playoff games. As you said, you know, we're going all, all this, at least the lower state goes through Oceanside. Is that correct? Everybody would have to come play here? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, we'll definitely keep up with you, and congratulations on a wonderful career. Congratulations on getting that opportunity to go play at the next level. Thank you so much. All right, thank you so much. All right, guys, we are signing. Thank you. All right, folks, we are signing off with Miss Val. She is getting ready for a big game tomorrow night. Oceanside travels down to Battery Creek. It's a region game. They need to lock that up, take this region title home. And as you heard, the playoffs will run through Oceanside. Uh, Coming up next, we are headed to the campus of Northwestern High School for a soccer player, football player. He does big things in the fall, does big things in the spring. Kanoa Vineset, we know how to pronounce that correctly. And then we will be back in just a moment, so stay tuned. Southern Sports Central. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. All right, folks, it's 8.30. We're bringing in the final guest of the night, a young man who plays football and soccer for Northwestern High School and Coach Wolford up there. Uh, we've got the, the coach on. We've had some of the ballers on. Now it's time for the man that puts the ball to the uprights, and boy, can he do it from a long way. We've seen the film out there. We saw it uh, throughout the fall, that 53-yard field goal. He's put quite a few. He's got a great field goal percentage, especially at the high school level. That's something you don't see. We see a lot of kickers at the collegiate level. If you look back at the high school stats, you sometimes scratch your head and say, you know, how does a guy that put 60% through make it up to that level? But I tell you, he's done some great things. He's got some great stats. Uh, so we are going to welcome in Mr. Kanoa Vineset. Uh, right now, let's bring him in in style.
All right, folks, we are live right now. We have Mr. Kanoa, who's joined us live from Northwestern High School. He plays soccer. He is a kicker on the football team. He does big things. Uh, welcome to the show, Kanoa. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. I tell you, man, I, I, I've seen you and I met you a couple times throughout some of the training things and some of the showcases. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of time on uh, on Sunday afternoons. We spend about six uh, hours together up there training with Coach Orner. I'm sure you've uh, gone back and listened to him on the show the other night. It's a, I tell you, it's a privilege to be able to train with one of the best that's ever done it, man. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well. I tell you what, uh, Richie is under the weather tonight. We're hoping he gets back better and gets on his feet soon so he can rejoin us for the show Thursday night. But I tell you what, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's introduce you to the listeners Give us your name, the school you play for, your coach, uh, you know, tell you your height, your weight, and some of the other sports you play as well as the game of football. Yes, sir. Um, my name is Kanoa Vinesett. Uh, I play at Northwestern High School. I play football and soccer. I'm a kicker for the football team, and I play center back for the soccer team. I'm 6'1", uh, 195, and um, that's it. Yes, sir. Well, I was telling you, you know, you probably heard some of the intros there with uh, with your stats and your numbers, man. You had one, you had the longest field goal in South Carolina this year at 53 yards, man. Talk to us a little bit about that play, especially, you know, when uh, you know, because a lot of high school coaches don't even go for field goals, much less go for one that far out. Now, I know the rules change a little bit, and that gives coaches a little bit of confidence as long as you put it in the end zone. But you know, your coach had enough confidence that you could put it through the uprights and you did it, man. Uh, what was it like when uh, your number was called and they, you know, held up the sign and said field goal? I really didn't expect it. Like, I was ready on the sideline, but I didn't expect to go out there and have a chance at the first game of the region, get out there, kick a 53-yard field goal, get the city record, the longest field goal for the state. It, I really didn't expect it, but whenever I went out there, I was laser-focused. This is what I was training for with Dan, and um, I thank my coach and the team for having the trust and trusting me and everything. Yeah, it sure did set the tone for your year. I tell you, you go out and make a kick like that. Uh, coach Wolford has no, uh, no reservation, you know, giving you the ball, so to speak, and you did it a bunch of times and put it through. So, uh, Talk to us a little bit about the season. You guys had a great season. Came up a little bit short of that state title, but it was within the grasp. Uh, what do you, you know, talk to us, uh, kind of give us a little recap of the season for you guys and uh, your season especially. We did better than most people thought we would do. Um, we were undefeated for a minute there. Came up against um, T.O. Hanna in the fourth uh Fourth round, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know for for sure, but um, yeah, that's about right. Cause I was tracking them. your game. I was just, I was actually watching it live because I was actually watching you the whole game. So uh, yeah, it was <laughs> you know it was close, and I thought you guys had it in the fourth quarter, but 
You know, it was just their night, so to speak. Yeah, so they had a, a different offense, but we came out, um, tried our hardest, and gave it everything we could, but we came up short. Now, going into this final season, well, I tell you, let's stay with the junior season. You know, we talked about your sophomore season, and you had a chance to make a couple kicks and things like that. And, you know, you come out, uh, we'll, we'll, and then, like you said, that first region game, you, you get the city record. Now, that city record's got to mean something because there's a big-time kicker that plays for Clemson that's also in that city. So uh, you set the record. I think uh, his was 49. You got four yards on him. Uh, you know, you, you're just getting going in region play. What was that like to you when you heard that uh, your record is now in the books and you kind of pushed that other guy to second place? At first, I went out there and went to go kick it. I didn't know it was a record or anything. I just went to go kick it. But after um, at halftime, I heard it was a record. And uh, I was excited. Like, all this hard work and uh, time and dedication I put into kicking is like, paying off and um, to see that my record beat uh, the Clemson kicker's record whenever he went to high school at uh, South Point, I'm pretty sure. It um, it was very, very crazy. Yeah, and I looked at some stats, man. Uh, This year, you also improved on the kickoff uh, as well. Uh, I think your average is just over 60 60 point something yards, man. I tell you, uh, that's that touchback line. Every time you kick the ball off, you know, at least statistically, uh, that's something that's really big. And I think pretty much from what we've learned through uh, Coach Dan is that's something that all the college recruiters are really looking for uh, in their kicker is that somebody can put the ball in the end zone. Yes, sir. Um been training hard with Dan, too. He's uh give a lot of credit to him. He's a great coach. Now, I tell you, uh, I was at that uh, uh, interview, so to speak, when uh, you guys, uh, I think it was about 50 to 60, 70 guys out there competing for Dan's uh, Spec Ops team. Uh, you know, that's the, the next check mark, so to speak, in, in your hat. Um, what, did, what did you get, or how did you feel when you uh, learned you made the Spec Ops squad? I was very happy because um, I heard a couple other kids that were on it, and, and I was just excited to uh, get to kick with them and train harder and get better and improve. So what do you think of some of the training now? I've been to some of the training. You you know, you, you understand, and uh, we promised Coach Dan we wouldn't ever discuss, you know, some of the things he does, uh, you know, on, on the radio because he likes to keep it, you know, within the, within the family, so to speak. But uh, talk to us a little bit about how some, some training at least prepares you, you know, as you go into this camp season and get ready for that next level interview. Uh, the, the things we do with Dan, it's um, – Nothing I've ever done with anyone else. It's, it's different work, but it's way better. Like, working on form, like, usually we go out there, just kick and have fun. But the form we do, like, the getting down to the little details with him, it's nothing I've ever done before, but I could tell it's improving my game and, and other people's game out there. Well, when you got into this, into the kicking for football, did you ever think you'd have a chance to kick at the next level? No, sir. Okay, so now that opportunity is there, you got some things on the horizon, man. Uh, I talked to your dad a little bit. Sounds like maybe uh, you guys are kind of watching the 
the social media waves and uh, trying to check out, you know, kind of plot out the summer. Uh, have you got some camps in mind that you plan to attend? Yes, sir. Um, I'm, I'm going to try and go to uh, as many camps as I can, but the ones that we have that I'm for sure going to is Clemson, the USC one, the Wofford one, and the App State one. But I'm going to try and go to more. Okay. So you like to stay uh, kind of within a radius. Is that something that you're looking forward to the next level, kind of keeping a, a, a somewhat close radius to the to the home front? Yes, sir. I'm trying to stay as close as I can to home because at uh, high school football games we have like 20 family members that come and watch, and it it means a lot to try and stay close to home so they can come and watch it live for themselves, watch me perform out there with my team. So, yeah, I'm trying to stay close to home. Okay, it sounds good. Well, uh, at the next level, man, let's talk – before we get there, let's talk about your high school academics, man. Uh, how are things going for you in the classroom? They're going good. Um, I uh, have a 3.25 GPA. I was on the uh, AB honor roll last semester in the principal's scholars list. And so far, my, my grades are doing good. But, I mean, you could always get them better, so that's what I'm working working on right now. I got you. Okay. And uh, do, you, do you have that qualifying ACT or SAT score yet? ACT I haven't taken yet, but the ACT, I mean, SAT, I'm still uh, waiting on to get my results. I don't know when those are coming in, but still waiting to get those. Okay. So you took them at the school a couple of weeks ago. I think there was kind of a, a little normal, a abnormal delay with those, I think. Yes, sir. Okay, well, uh, hopefully we'll get that score, and you can uh, check that off your list too, and and be all set to go at the next level. But um, so uh, next level, man, uh, what are you planning on studying? Have you thought about that? Have you got a you know something in mind that you want you're interested in? Um, thinking about like business marketing, something in uh, sports marketing, and uh, something in that general area. Okay, so you come in for our job and. Uh, take over Sports Central when uh, Richie retires. I got it. You, uh, that's why you wanted. That's why you wanted this interview so you could feel us out and see uh, to find out our shortcomings so you can take over when Richie hangs it up. I got you, man. Now, now I'm following Kanoa. You're you're a silent assassin, dude. You don't say a whole lot, but you compete well. You know, you leave it on the field. But um, so uh, yes, let's talk about next. Let's talk about next season again, you guys. You know, you made it to that upper state championship. You got a great coach. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about some of the guys coming back and, uh, you know, that, that run for that state championship in your final season. Uh, well, all I know is um, I'm uh, working my butt off to help the team out. We're definitely going to go to state. We're 100% going to go to state. We're going to come back with that ring. We're going to leave our hearts out on the field and uh, try our hardest to get that uh, state title. Do our best okay, well, that sounds good. Before that happens, you've got another season going on. You're a soccer player. How's the soccer season going for you? Soccer season going great. We um, Beginning of the season, we had a the Brian Osterauer tournament that Northwestern hosts, and uh, we won that, and we, we're doing good. Um, we didn't make it to playoffs, but we had a, a heck of a season this year. Okay, so soccer's winding down for you. You got any games left on the schedule? We have one more Friday against our rivals, uh, Rock Hill, at District 3 Stadium. 
All right. Well, uh, are are you considering playing soccer at the next level, or is Friday night your last night? Friday night's my last night. Ooh, have you thought about it? Have you given <laughs> any thought to hanging up those soccer cleats and it being all over with? Yes, yeah, sir. I've I've given it some some thought. I just want to mainly focus and dedicate all my time to kicking and try uh, try my hardest to get better. Try and get to that next level. I tell you, so do you, uh, looking forward uh, to next season, man. You know, you, you got a city record. You got a fifty-three. I think the state. I think the state record's still fifty-seven. If I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at it in a while, man. You got any personal goals? Any of those uh, other records you're looking forward to breaking? I'm definitely looking forward to break my record, or possibly the state record. I'm definitely going to work on getting my stats better as well. That's a goal for me. And um, that's it. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to give you one because you're close to it. Uh, a guy that I trained that graduated last year from Oceanside hit 68 straight points, uh, extra points, without missing. Uh, there was a kind of bad snap, and he dinged one off the upright <laughs> in, in the playoffs, uh, and, and that ended that streak at 68. You're getting close to it. Uh, one guy from Dorman High School, Omar, actually has the record. I think it's 72. Both of those are within your reach. I'm not going to jinx you, so we're going to knock on some wood. <laughs> You're at. You're in the 40s now, so it's it's within reach, man. I want to see you get that record. I'm definitely going to try my hardest to get that record. And it all comes from a couple things, man. You can kick the ball all day long, but, you know, it comes down to your the line up front blocking for you because if somebody gets through and blocks it, you know that goes in the stat sheet, as well as the, the probably, you know, for a kicker, you got a very, very important dude on that team, man. Show some love for your holder. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to try hard um, at practice and work with him as much as I can because the holder I had last year or this past year um, was a great holder. His name was Nick Akis. He, he actually goes to Dan as well, but he was a great holder, but he left, so. Now I have to train with a new holder and try and um, see if I could get a holder as good as him or better. I tell you, it's a tough, it's it's a tough love, man, and it's a marriage. You know, as Chris was going for that record, he and the holder, you know, I'd catch him, you know, almost almost hug him when 68 went through. I saw those guys kind of kind of grab you. You know, it was a great receiver with great hands. who's now at the Citadel. Uh, so, so last year, man, every time that guy put it down and you put it through, you know, you know, what's your first thing when you look at that holder? What, what do you say to him? Thank you, thank you, because all those, all these points and everything, it's going down on my record. So, I mean, I'm trying to my hardest to help them help me. All right. Well, I tell you, you play in that white jersey, man. I've never seen it get dirty. Uh, so you, know, you got those uh, nine guys up front that block for you. They do a great job, man. Uh, do you give them? Uh, do, do you buy them some? You know, the, the meal after the game or something on Saturday or Thursday or what do you do to kind of reward those guys for keeping you uh, protected and so you can do your job? We're all friends, so I just give them high fives. I ain't got the money to give them any food. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're in high school, man. I don't know that all that's expected, but as long as you show that love and appreciation, you know, and as long as you do your job, I think they'll continue to do theirs. But, you know, so 
So we talked about, you know, your goals for this uh, off season. You know, are, are you competing in any of those uh, ranking camps, or are you just focused right now on the big picture, that next level? I'm focused on the big picture of the next level. I'm just going to keep training and getting ready for those those college camps, and I'm going to try and stay focused with that. Yeah, I think a lot of guys in your situation, man, you didn't have those camps last year, so this is going to be that one and done. And, you know, and I, I know Coach Dan has told you, like he's told the other guys, you know, you, you need to focus on going to be seen. You know, kicking's a hard job. It's much like quarterbacks. They're not going to offer you if they can't see you in person do it. So, you know, it's a lot of yes. pressure, but it is the biggest interview of your career so far. And uh, not to add any pressure, but, you know, I tell you what, uh, when you go to those camps, I want you to do us a favor, man. You know, we're here to help promote you as, as much as we can. We'd love to be a part of it. So if you go to a camp, you have a good camp, you get an offer, be sure to let us know, you know, reach out on Twitter, tag us up, uh, and feel free to come back on the show, man, and talk about the experience because you're a senior. You know, your your high school career is winding down. You're going to be at the next level. You know, there are a ton of young guys, as you know. You see them at some of the younger guys at, at camps, at, you know, at, um, at the uh, – training with Dan you know they're they're guys that will be looking up to you so anytime you can share an experience uh some knowledge and things for guys that they could do to you know to kind of be ready for those things man definitely come back and share because you're at a platform now where you're a guy that's gonna make it and, and you're gonna have a lot of followers so we always want you to be part of the family here we want you to come back on and join the show we want you to you know be that experience and certainly you know commitment day if that's something you'd like for us to be a part of we'd certainly like to join in, in with that as well Absolutely. I'll definitely spread the word about y'all. And, and by the way, I'm a junior right now, but uh, yes, sir, I will. I'll get your name out there. Definitely, well, that's I'll, what um, I fig- definitely tag you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. You got one more season on the football field, man, and then it's, uh, oof, we all have to wind it down someday. So you're going, you'll be going to the next level. We got a, a degree in mind. Uh, you know, if if the career in the NFL doesn't work out, man, what are you looking at doing, you know, as, as kind of that uh, post-football career? I'm going to try and work on uh, a business degree and in marketing and something in sports marketing. About it. Okay. So you want to do something in sports marketing? That's pretty pretty broad field. But i tell you what, man, if you ever want to join us on the show – Again, you can uh, join us and call in, and we'll set up some time. We'll give you an interview or something. Maybe you can interview some kickers as well, kind of share some knowledge and, and kind of do that thing. We have those guys that come on every once in a while. But I tell you what, man, see you the rest of the way. Good luck and, and uh, on Friday night, your final soccer game. Uh, we'll be cheering for you, big guy. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir, and thank your family for allowing you to join us here tonight. You're welcome. All right, folks, that's Kanoa Vinesett. He's a kicker for Northwestern High School. We're winding down the show. We got the big guy. He's gonna, we're going to try to see if he can join us. I know he's been a little bit under the weather. We're going to send some prayers out for the big hostess with the Moses, Richie Altman. Uh, hopefully he can get back on his feet and join us on Thursday night. I know it's been a rough day for him. Uh, you know, we all, we all get down. We all get these sicknesses sometimes, but uh, we love him. We miss him. Uh, I think he's called in to listen. We'll see if he can join us. Uh, you able to join us, Richie? You feeling up to it, buddy? Yeah, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a little under the weather a little bit. If you can hear my voice uh, cracking a little bit, but uh, it's like going back to 15 again, man. Uh, yesterday was tough, uh, and it's not COVID. It's, it's pollen. Uh, it's uh, getting older, and sinuses are starting to become a thing. And 
you know, I, I, I tried to relax all day yesterday to, to try to do what we do. But, you know, the thing that I will say uh, that we've got a great family here at Southern Sports Central, man. You did such a great job tonight and, and kind of at the last minute, you know, I was kind of a, a game-time decision. I hadn't used that phrase in a long time. But a uh, game-time decision tonight, and unfortunately I wasn't good enough to go, and I'm not going to do anything halfway. And you stepped up and did it the right way, so I appreciate you. And, uh, what a great lineup. You know, we had Greenville in the house. You know, I, I heard that interview, and then I sat back and listened to, you know, Spartanburg did his, their thing there, and then Oceanside. Yeah, we had some some talent here on the grand, uh, up on the Low Country, and then back over there to uh, uh, that young man right there, who uh, may have a bright future over here after he's done in the NFL. But uh, just a great show, uh, a great job. You know, it gave me a chance to kind of sit back and listen to you. And you know, I think about it, Eugene. You've come a long ways in a year. You know, about a year ago is when you jumped in here and and, and started doing this, and uh, you, you've done a great job. You know, I can I can rest easy knowing that you can do this. And uh, I just want to say on the air that I appreciate you stepping up tonight. Yeah, man, you know, it's a brotherhood here. Just like, uh, you know, like when we talk to these coaches and players, man, we're all one big family. We got each other's back. I know I've been traveling at times and couldn't join on the show. And, you know, you know, for, for sports or work or this, that, and the other. And sometimes we get ill. Sometimes things get us down. Sometimes, we, you know, we have other things going on. But we're a family. We got each other's back. It's a brotherhood, you know, and, and that – that's not something that's just shared or, or said on air. You know, we don't go around hashtagging fam and, and don't mean it, man. We got each other's back. But, you know, it was a great show. We did uh, get Tori in here to preview the show a little bit on Wednesday night. Um, you know, it was great interviews with these quarterbacks, I tell you. You know, and you never know who's listening. I got a, we got a DM during the show um, from Raheem's stepmom. She actually went to the same high school, same time I was, I believe. Um, so that's kind of interesting. And, um Again, you never know. We always have, we always hear sometimes uh, from people we never expect to listen in, and that's always a cool thing because we know we put on a solid product, you know, because our platform is is a good thing. You know, our mission is, is one thing, and that's to help promote athletes and and programs and coaches and what they're doing and and get out the word and everything else, and you know, be a big part of you know the interview process and the growing process. As we grow, we all grow together, and whether it's uh, you know, exposing a program or an athlete, getting them, you know, some attention, whether it be on social media or the radio, getting them that experience of that interview, getting them ready for, you know, the next step, whatever that may be in life. And it's just a, a wonderful opportunity that, you know, God's blessed us with a big-time platform that you started 12 years ago that's just growing exponentially now. I, and every once in a while we check our followers and stuff like that just to, just to see some numbers engage some things like that. But, you know, whether we have one or 10,000, man, uh, you know, we're, we're doing the right thing, and I think that's what shows. Yeah, and I agree with you, man. You know, it, it's been a, a great thing. And Tori coming on with us, he's a, a former college athlete, a former Major League Baseball player, former Major League uh, coach right here, right here with the Riverdale. I mean, you get into that, and it's just amazing. Now he's an agent, but, but now he's part of Southern Sports Central, and he'll do a high school – with a touch of college and pro baseball conversation. I'm sure he'll talk about some other sports, but that will be his focus on Wednesday nights. And uh, it's just something else because we can't individually, you know, love on everybody during our three hours and two days. So we have Brandon Bisco being up in Myrtle Beach. We have Everett Sands in the, in the course of uh, the Midlands on t- tomorrow night. And now we Wednesday night, you know, we stay here in the low country with, with him. 
But, uh, you know, it's been a great, great, great night. Uh, great ballers. Again, I'm really overall impressed with, with our quarterbacks. Uh, and I can't say it enough. This class of 22 of quarterbacks and 23 and even down to 24, I mean, this may be the, the three-headed monster of three classes of great quarterbacks that we haven't seen in a long time. I've always wondered, and I'll say this and I'll, I'll let you wrap it up, but I've always wondered why we haven't had the ballers in, in the quarterback area consistently, being that we are a baseball state, being that we have a ton of talent that maybe, for what it's worth, uh, this is the year that they come out and, and we continue to become maybe a QBU state, and, and we'll see. But uh, great job tonight, Watch Eugene. It. Yeah. Uh, I'll be back with you on the course uh, Thursday, and we'll, we'll see how it goes, buddy. Well, I'll tell you, you know, one thing that's tied to a lot of these big-time quarterbacks is a quarterback trainer that we know we've had on the show a bunch of times, man. You get these guys on, you know, and they, they, they don't hesitate to give love to Coach Ramon Robinson. You know, he's got his hand in a lot of these quarterbacks, you know, that are going to the next level. That's kind of putting South Carolina quarterbacks on the map. So, uh, whatever it is, if, if he's had enough of it, uh, uh, you know, as well as we have in the recruiting uh, game, uh, it, it's starting to show because, again, we've been at camps now. We've seen these guys, you know, in, in person. We, we've seen their film. We've seen their men games. It, it's it's an exciting time uh, to play the quarterback position in the state of South Carolina. It is, man. And and I'll say this, you know, we have got ballers all around the state. Uh, a Myrtle Beach athlete just committed to North Greenville about an hour ago. We gave him some love on Twitter. And that gave me a chance to sit back and, and kind of watch Twitter as you did your thing. But uh, Tyrone Miles. He's now committed to North Greenville. Congratulations to that young man. Uh, he's going to do some great things. I uh, can't wait to watch what he does, of course, in the upstate up there. But, uh, you know, when you do it right in the classroom with a 3.4 and, you know, big-time defensive end, defensive tackle, you know, he, he, he of course, uh, gets that opportunity. And uh, he's going to make the most out of it. So, congratulations to him and everybody else. We've got a lot of people that are getting that opportunity and they're taking it early. So, uh, we'll wait. We'll see. Thursday night will be here soon enough. I know the debut of our show Wednesday with Tori is going to be big, and Everett's got a heck of a lineup tomorrow night, man. So five days of five solid uh, shows. Can't wait to watch uh, the next one pop off tomorrow night. All right, buddy. For all of us here in the studio, we just want to wish you well, man. Get better. Get back on your feet so we can uh, do our thing, man. It's a big part of the family missing without the hostess, man, I tell you. So, uh do what you got to do. Drink some vitamin C, man. Get back on your feet. We'll talk to you real soon. You got it, man. I've been introduced to hot tea. It's taken 43 years, but uh, it, it, it's been a hot tea kind of day yesterday and today. But thanks again. Guys, stay safe. Enjoy the night. And uh, remember, let's be better tomorrow than we were today. All right, folks. That's Richie Altman signing off. We're doing the same, man. It's been a big-time night, man. We enjoyed the round trip around the state of South Carolina. We'll do it again. In a couple of nights, stay tuned. Tomorrow night, Ever Sands. Wednesday, Coach Tory Tyson with the baseball show. Then again, we'll be back live. We already got the show lined up for Thursday night. We'll be talking some football, some baseball, and some ladies soccer. Stay tuned. Have a good night.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.